Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and welcome to Nintendo World Report's Connectivity, Episode 68, Simultaneous Global Release. On this week's episode, we finish our uh, look back at 2012 with that Nintendo year, and after that, we look into the future by discussing Pokemon X and Pokemon Y. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another fun 2012 look back part here at Connectivity. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me, we've got Scott Thompson, who's been hello. with me the uh, entire merry way. <laughs> I said hello too soon. Let me no, try again. Okay. Hello! Okay, okay, yeah. Hi, Scott. Good Thanks. good to have you. Um, and joining us for the first time on our journey through 2012 are Mike Sklenz and Patrick Barnett. Hey. As opposed to the last Nintendo year I was on, I've actually played these games. I was going to say, because you were on like nine, what was that, 96? I, I think 96 Young or 95, and, so yeah. I was like two or three you, years old. Oh my god. I, I was going to say, yeah, you were alive in 2012, so that helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. so we're going to go through the second half of 2012. Uh, you can listen to last week's episode to listen to us go through the first half, uh, which was which was a good time. We did with Danny Bivens, a little uh, Japan man action. Um. <laughs> But well, we're gonna, and then Tyler, don't forget Tyler. Yeah, and Tyler, Tyler as well. So a little Canadian man action. So it was <laughs> it was quite the party. Uh, you should listen to that episode. It's good stuff. Um, it's unfortunate that Danny isn't here because we're going to start this off by talking about like I think his favorite game of 2012 or close to it, and that's Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy, which came out on July 3rd in North America. Yeah. Um, this game's a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I got this game because of this podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't was, gonna get it, and then you guys kept like talking it up and talking it up and talking it up. So I bought it, and I, I loved it. It's great. Yeah. It's really great. It was a kind of was game it? that wasn't really on my radar until I played. Uh, I played the review copy, but like because I got it, you know, got home from work and it came in the mail, and I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna send this out tomorrow, but I'll open it up and play a little bit because I, I was curious. And then I wound up falling in love with it and was like, oh shit! I mean, it comes out in four days. I can't wait. Um, and I got it the day it came out and played the ever-loving shit out of that game. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's pretty much like exactly what I want in a rhythm game, where there's some kind of callback to things that I like, uh, in this case Final Fantasy, and it's fun, and I guess there's some sort of repetition involved. That's the one thing that I don't like about other rhythm games, like, like Rhythm Thief, as we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about last episode, because it was on Danny's list. I was going to say, we're going to talk about Rhythm Thief next. Um, but because Rhythm Thief is, is is not based around repetition, it's based about you know moving a plot forward with its rhythm games, and I really like theater rhythms. Yeah, repetition. It grind, it's a grind it out kind yeah. of game where you're just going for you know I'm gonna get as many chaos shrine things as I can. Dark notes, that's yeah. what they're called. Yeah, I spent well, I, like ninety percent of my time in the chaos shrine. I just oh, kept yeah, going to sure. try and push the difficulty further because I just yeah. kept beating them, and I wanted yeah. to get to the more yeah. challenging stuff. I still, I mean, I, my, my drive was unlocking characters, so I would kind of pinpoint certain uh, dark notes that I would unlock and replay them to try to unlock characters that I wanted to. That's something I never did. I never unlocked another character. I went for like two characters. I think I really wanted Vivi. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. I got, I got I Vivi. I got, I think Locke was the, the second one for Final Fantasy VI, so I got, I, got, I got him. And there was another one that I was, there were like two other ones that I was going for. I think Kane and Rydia? Yeah. Um, but I never, I never unlocked them. 
Because you have to, you need to get eight fucking crystals. It's, it takes forever. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing. is like Even with a fact, I used a fact to help figure yeah. out like the best ways to get them, and it just took yep. forever. Um, are there and, only eight of a crystal in the game, or are there no. multiple? Okay. No, they're they're awarded. A lot of them are awarded randomly as prizes at the end of Dark. Yeah, Notes. like you can okay. see like how they have the Dark Notes and they're listed with like the rewards for boss one, two, and three. It's okay. like you can see like okay, an orange crystal will get me this person. Oh, look, this Dark Note will give me an orange crystal if I beat the third boss. So then you kind of go in there with your power team and fuck shit up and try to beat that boss as many times <laughs> as possible. Yeah, and, and try to get as many. Yeah, getting crystals. two crystals off one boss is the best feeling. Yeah. Um. And then, I, I mean, what I did in that game is I, I, like, played through every song before I even really went into the Chaos Shrine, just because, it, I mean, it was cool kind of experiencing each song, considering that half of yeah. them aren't even in the Dark Notes. It was worthwhile. That's the only real problem with the game, is yeah. like, I don't understand, like, why don't, why aren't all the songs, or at least, you know, all of the, uh, the, uh, the side-scrolling and the battle songs, why aren't all of those in the Chaos yeah. Shrine? This is one of the event songs shows up in the I Chaos there, Shrine there, there, as a battle song. And I think there's a battle song that's the like the travel music or something. It's weird. Like some of yeah. them switch roles. Yeah, it's roles. mixed up weird. And then some of them only show up in the Shrine. Like, what is it? Like, Mamba de Chocobo yeah. shows up in, the, in which the, is, the Shrine. Which is hot as shit. Love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making right. the best song only appear randomly. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah, right. Well, just like Chocobos themselves, they're yeah. elusive. I remember, like, I was, <laughs> they did not. They did not play ride this chocobo, so I was very upset. I remember, like, I was really curious about this game, and then we got a chance to go, like, see like the Square Enix yeah. room in that hotel at PAX, and I really wanted to check this out. And then James and Carly totally chocobo blocked me, and they got it instead, <laughs> and we had to play Kingdom Hearts instead. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts, wasn't... which was like a really early version of it from Japan. That, like, yeah, and that's not like that's not a game you can just jump in and play like ten minutes. I was like, this like, combat even seems the demo. fun. <laughs> yeah, we're only really talking about was, Kingdom Hearts it, in a moment, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like theater rhythm, like that would have been perfect to play ten or fifteen. Yeah. But like you could totally get the gist of it. I, so. I mean, I yeah. actually after that after that Pax East thing um, where you know we were chocobo blocked, uh, <laughs> I, I ended up completely avoiding it at E three just because I was like, oh, it's out in a month. I don't need to play it. And I, I mean, because yeah. I wasn't, I was excited for it because I love Final Fantasy, but I didn't really think it would be as good. I just thought it would be kind of like, oh, Final Fantasy song is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Patrick, you played it at E3. What were your yeah, kind of first it was, thoughts on it? It was a nice it? booth. They had they gave us like these really nice headphones, but it, it kind of felt weird standing and playing yeah. it. I don't think it, the touch controls No, it doesn't well. work well. I still, I have that the magical square booth memory of, I think it was for Four Heroes of Light, where they had an exclusive demo for E3, and that was the most fun I had with that game, because I got the final game and was like, hey, want to play any more of this <laughs> the greatest part about the e3 demo was that the, it was actually the full game build, yeah I think. yeah because that would the, like the a, game would have been less than a month away from release so yeah well it was already out in japan yeah so i just distinctly remember walking up to the booth and i'd pick i picked up the 3ds and it was just on the credits rolling yeah. and i was like well what do i do <laughs> and the rep had to come over and fix it <laughs> um so we'll move on to the next game and that's rhythm thief uh whatever the hell the subtitle is uh from sega it came out the week after July 10th, so we had a double dose of rhythm action. Um, I'm just gonna shut up here and let people talk about this game who actually enjoyed it because I didn't. Is anyone here who even played it or enjoyed I didn't it? Even play it? Pat, I didn't I play the it. demo. I didn't like it a lot. I liked it a mediocre amount. So why did you <laughs> like it a mediocre amount? This is this is a game that would have benefited from coming out like two months yeah, earlier. Yeah, if this because, actually like, came after... out when it came out in Europe, then yeah, I yeah. probably would have been higher on it. 
Yeah, anyone who wanted a rhythm game in July got Theater of the Moon. <laughs> yeah, which was the superior game anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah, that I, I did, this definitely didn't play this. Rhythm, and I, I, I don't know, it was just, it had this perfect mix of Professor Layton and rhythm games, kind of like, uh, kind of reminded me of a Rhythm Heaven type deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just this mix of story-driven events just bogged down by mini games that weren't that great. Yeah. Yep, yep. So the next week's game, uh, I know Patrick and I both played, and that's Heroes of Ruin, uh, the second of three Square Enix 3DS games that came out in July. Uh, this well, and I think this was in that PAX Hotel room, too, yeah. wasn't it? I think uh, who, Lindemann and who else played Kalafi. this? Oh, Kalafi. Metz? Was Metz there? Metz. I think Metz was just playing Quantum Conundrum, because I sat next to him oh, and watched him play Quantum right. Conundrum. Because I think uh, for Heroes of Ruin, they had they like, they like had three 3DSs, but one of them... Like, I think when they had three people, it was kind of buggy, so the developer yeah. played the third one. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Heroes of Ruin, I really enjoyed for a little while. And then it just kind of <laughs> got really repetitive, and I realized that, hey, once I beat this game, why should I ever play it again? And then I ended up not even beating it. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt, because I beat it and never played it again. Yeah, um, I, I'm at the point where, crazy. like... Scott or Mike, do you want to play this game? Because I'll sell it to you for cheap. <laughs> that, is, that is how little I care to ever play this game again. Well, that's not much of a reunion. What, yeah, what a guess. great endorsement, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's a fun Diablo clone, and, I mean, it was fun playing online with Patrick, and I played with some random people at, uh, at certain points, and, and it worked real well in that regard, but it was just I like... There's voice chat, which yeah. is real weird. And the voice chat was pretty solid, too, yeah, even with yeah, random people. Um, and that was really cool. And I remember hearing initially with this game that there were supposed to be like randomly generated dungeons, which I mean, I'm not a big fan of randomly generated dungeons, but to me that seemed like, okay, you can like go into a new area and get new loot even after you beat the game. No, no, everything's designed everything. I mean, there's like random drops within the level, but you are like the level layout is the same. And I thought the level layout changed a bit. Maybe. Did it? Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I th- like, I thought everything was essentially the same. It was just like, maybe this platform turns right instead of left. Oh, right? uh, okay. Um, I might be wrong, though. I'm not sure. But even still, like, uh, I mean, it, just, it wasn't... It, it, I, f- I feel like somewhere along the line, the, concept, the, the scope for this game got narrower, and it just became a lot more, a lot less compelling of a title. Instead of being this epic Diablo for 3DS, it was just kind of like yeah, it's that Diablo clone that happens to be on 3DS and, like, it uses Street Pass, I think. I don't know. I never used it. I, I think I might have, like, 50 fucking Heroes of Ruin Street Pass things to clear out. I don't care. It's like you trade things. <laughs> Why do I want to trade loot in a game that I'm never going to play again? <laughs> this was, like, a, another bad time timing kind of game for me. Like, hearing Diablo Cone came out two totally months would have, like, after yeah, Diablo 3. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was, like, knee-deep in Diablo 3 all summer, so this is, like, something that would have been great any other time ever in history. What, but, what like, happened? Uh, just not that when did, summer. When did Torchlight 2 come out? Does anyone know? Because that was that other. Because it was supposed to come out right after Diablo three, and I'm pretty sure it got pushed back. Mainly, a little bit, but it, it it was still that summer. Yeah, it was still that summer, but like it was supposed to come out in like May, like right, right. I think it was like they were shooting for right before Diablo three, and then they realized that they weren't going to make it. And I think the game yeah. was like done, and they held it over for a few months. I think that would have helped Which, Heroes of Ruin out a lot. Exactly. Yeah, it came out in September. You're right. Yeah. So they 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 pushed it back. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure because I don't I don't follow that game too closely, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. 
Um, and that's yeah, what it, because with Heroes of Ruin, yeah, they're different audiences and everything, but like, I feel like there's a solid pitch to be like, oh, did you already beat the crap out of Halo or Dia- Halo Diablo three? <laughs> like, then you should buy a 3DS as opposed to do kind of sort of like Diablo if you've even ever played it before and own a 3DS. Maybe you should get this game. Yeah. But that, I, I don't want to rack on this game anymore because it's, it's not like I didn't enjoy it. Like, I think I put like eight, eight or nine hours into it. I mean, I had fun with it, but it just. It, it was kind of so. The boss fights were good. Yeah, the boss fights were real cool. I remember doing that one with you online, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, like, I mean, and, and it looked pretty good. Um, 3D yeah. was nice. So the next game that came out is another game. Man, I was fucking negative about video games in july except for theater rhythm <laughs> i think because theater rhythm kicked off the month i just had a bad attitude um because i only play well i basically i beat the tron area in kingdom hearts 3d and then just stopped playing it oh, like that was out. that like that that was my shangri-la was that Did tron you? tron area in kingdom hearts 3d and then i just stopped because i was like what's the point i already saw fake jeff bridges talk fake <laughs> shit about tron and I love that movie. Uh, well, not the first one, the Tron Legacy. And, and what's Fuck, the you don't like the first Tron? Well, no, no. It, it, well, uh, <laughs> it's way better than Tron Legacy. Oh, no, no. I, I, I vehemently disagree. Uh, it's not as pretty, but... I, I, think, I think the first Tron's... Like, it's a fun movie. It just... It's, it's kind of bloated, and it's slow-paced. Um, like, it's fun. But... Yeah, but the new Tron's super generic. Ah, uh, no, it's not. It's, it's got the so same good. plot as every other Hollywood blockbuster movie. Yeah, so did Tron. No. <laughs> but I mean I, I really, really dug Tron Legacy and I'm excited to see the third movie. And I really dug the Tron Legacy sequence in Kingdom Hearts three D and then I went to like Monstro's Billy in the Pinocchio world and then was just kinda done. Now Patrick, you reviewed this game, so you have a yeah. lot more intelligent things to say about it. Yeah, well I actually played all the Kingdom Hearts games up to this point, which I don't think you had done. And for me, I've played one, two, half of three, five, eight over two, and <laughs> there was another one that I played parts. Oh, oh, and I played the the Game Boy Advance card game, uh, or, or, or not the card game, but like the the one that was the card battler. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I've like stuck with the convoluted story so far, so it only made sense that I'd keep following it here like, with Kingdom Hearts 3D. Was there a and second I, I think, one on DS? Because I think I played... I didn't play, like, read... There was Kingdom Hearts Coded and 358 over 2. I thought there was another one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I played a, another one, but I don't there, think... There, there are two on DS. Okay. Yeah, but I never yeah. played Recoded. I thought oh. about it. I saw it for, like, 10 bucks at a, at a at a Walmart and was just like, maybe I should get this and be like, maybe you should finish Kingdom Hearts 3D first, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then I held off and then I cried oh, Kingdom Hearts 3D I can say is definitely better than Recoded yeah, yeah I, that, do, these game, do these games still sell well? I, I feel like they've shot themselves in the foot with all these weird spin-offs and like I don't think they've shot titles too man well, I think yeah, it's something like the name like that yeah, you know what, you know what kills it third one. is that it's not Kingdom Hearts 3 I guarantee yeah. you if you put Kingdom Hearts 3 and you market it that shit will go sell bananas Think it'll hit yeah. Wii U? I, I fucking I, hope so. I have, my, I have my fingers crossed right now. Oh, I think it will. <laughs> it's been a lot of the Nintendo handhelds at this point. Yeah, yeah why not? It's basically a Nintendo I, franchise at this yeah. point. It feels like yeah. Well, there well, was one on a Nintendo handheld before Kingdom Hearts Two, and it didn't yeah. come to that. Um, 
yeah, I don't I don't know what the what the state of that as far as like home consoles go because uh, I think it I don't I mean I don't think Sony has any ties over it, but I think Square might still view it as as kind of like a a Sony Sony uh, like a PlayStation Two slash Three property, but who knows? Have any of the um, any of the Final Fantasy Seven characters appeared in any of the Nintendo ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, okay, okay. I thought maybe that would be something um, that they couldn't. Bring. But there was well, there Cloud was a, showed up in theater of them, so there was a PSP. Oh, yeah, there duh, was a PSP right. game, uh, Birth by Sleep, which is supposed to be fantastic, but that's you can't, the one I actually haven't. Played you can't yet, download so. it, so I I can't play it because I don't own uh, an OG PSP. I only own a Vita. Oh yeah. That is the only reason I haven't upgraded to a Vita. But yet. the battle system in Kingdom Hearts 3D is, is way improved over the other ones. It uses the same combat system. I forget the name of it. That was used in Birth by Sleep. Like free flow combat yeah. or something. Or, or that, that might have been a tweet. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I something. But like but the combat works really well and it's very smooth and it kind of like you know it, it's button mashy, but it's like a control button mashy because you have like this. I think you it's the command deck or something can... like that. Yeah. That you can, you can cycle through moves really easily, and it, and it works really, really well. Yeah. And there's this whole... It's fast-paced, and it's kind of yeah. chaotic at times, but get through it. And then there's this whole Pokemon aspect to it, where instead of having Donald and Goofy, you just have these, like, random creatures that you can, like, fuse and shit like that. And right, and they up. fight with you. Yeah, I remember that from Pax. And it was and... kind of... I mean, that, that was kind of neat, but there's a part of it where it's just, like, you feel like you're all alone, which is also kind of... I mean, it's the whole part of the story. Um, to sum it up as best as I can, it's like shit's about to go down in the Kingdom Hearts world, and then like Yen Sid is just like, "Hey, you, uh, Sora and Riku, you need to pass your Keyblade exam. So go do that." And then that's the plot of Kingdom Hearts 3D is them doing that. Well, you yeah. didn't get to the end. It gets a lot more convoluted. Oh, I'm sure that. it does. <laughs> of course, of course it does. Next game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, see how much I care about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Patrick, any final thoughts you, on Kingdom Hearts? Just Mike. I thought you were a Disney fan, so Kingdom. Hearts. Yeah, but I hate. I've hated Kingdom Hearts ever <laughs> since the first game. Dude, the first two games are pretty great. I know. I have one major problem with the game, and I don't think they've ever really managed to fix it. Is the camera follows way too fucking close, and you can't see what the hell's going on around you. Yeah, that was definitely an issue in the three. It's been a problem one. since the first game, and they have yet yeah. to fix it. So I just don't play them. I don't. They're too difficult. Not difficult. They're just too frustrating to play because of that. I played, I like Powerhouse through one, like the week before two came out, and that was a fantastic like three week period. I played half of one. I like two so much better. Yeah, two two is a big improvement over one. Yeah, but let's move on to the last relevant release of July, as far as I can I can figure, and that's an eShop game made by Renegade Kid and published by Ignition that was supposed to be a retail game. And that's Planet Crashers 3D. Did anyone else play this outside of me? No. No. Um, <laughs> uh, this game looked really nice. Uh, you would go, like... It's actually kind of reminds me of the Dempamen a little bit, except for you are only one character, but you do do a lot of dungeon wandering, and it has, like, a timed uh, action turn-based RPG thing going on, which was kind of fun. Uh, nothing to write home about, but if if that sounds like it might be up your alley, it's totally worth checking out on the eShop. I think it's ten bucks. Um, in August, we had two major releases. One, I don't think the four of us will have much to say about, and that's the last story. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I I will probably get that this yeah, weekend. I, I think. put about two hours into the game, and it is very very cool. Uh, my one kind of beef with it, which people who have 
experience the last story to its completion will probably tell me that like just play a little bit more and it'll get better in that regard but your character like it's um it's similar to xenoblade in that like it's i mean it's an rpg but you have that like where you kind of enter battle and then you control a main character moving around the battle while your other party members fight and you can kind of control them um but your character gets this ability where you can kind of like just like kite enemies and like uh uh, basically turn on aggro um, so where the enemies attack you and in the, in the battles that I've had so far once I got that ability is basically all I do is turn on the aggro so that way everyone like you know the spellcaster can cast spells more quickly and then I just run run the fuck away because all the enemies are chasing me um, and I occasionally I'll turn it off and try to attack and then like the spellcaster will be like oh this sucks and then I'll turn back on the aggro <laughs> Um, but I, th- I hope it evolves, um, or else that'll kind of blow. Um, so the other big August release was New Super Mario Brothers 2, which I probably will go down in history as one of the four people who will defend this game, because I enjoyed my time with it. And uh, I got all the star coins, um, really enjoyed that game. It's not, I mean, it's not like flawless or anything. It's 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 not super, super great, but I thought there were some levels that were really inventive, and it was nice to kind of have fresh people taking on the Mario name, even if it didn't live up to the, the huge legacy. I definitely thought it was good. It just could have been a lot better. For me. Yeah. Like, I, I beat it 100%. I got all the coins and everything. It's just I have no urge to go back anytime soon. I think what where, where that game fails is the whole million coin march because it's just like what the fuck is the point? Yeah, I I don't have anyone to street pass with around me, so I don't have anyone to compete yeah. against in coin rush mode. So there's no point to me doing that. I think yeah. I, I think I crapped out at like two hundred fifty thousand because I just I like think I'm that I was messing messing around with it like the DLC levels. I had some street pass things that I was doing and like that was real cool, but. I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, why am I playing this game anymore? Because, like, I'm marching to a million coins so I can change the title screen. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> the only time I ever went back to it was for the uh, the Nerve Rack Pack DLC. Yeah. Which I, re- I really liked. Did you did you play the free DLC that they had? The one that was... Like, the retro the, one. I didn't oh, download that. Dude. Is that still free? I, I If it's not, you should buy it. It's probably the best thing to come out of that game. I actually downloaded that and played it. Even as much as I don't like New Super Mario Bros. 2, that pack is really yeah. awesome. I mean, it's it's like something that like you play once or twice, or like maybe you're like feeling sad, and then you play that game and you feel happy, or play that play that pack and you feel happy again. Because it basically it's just like all these all these levels from other Mario games intertwined, and it's it's real real cool. Are they yeah. still supporting the game with DLC, or are they done with? Uh, it? There was another pack that came out last month. Um, but like is, the was that December. the last one? I think wasn't that, I think that's the last one. It might be. I thought they built it as the last one. Well, they might I be think... moving on to uh, New Super Mario Brothers U DLC because I know the hooks Yikes. are in that game. Yeah, now that would be awesome. I wonder what you they know, would I, do I'm for so... that because there's not really. I mean, unless it's just like more like mission or like more challenge. They'll do, stuff. They'll do a. They'll probably do a set of classic Super Mario World stages. Yeah, if if they could do like if, where they throw in an entire fucking world, that would be amazing. Oh yeah, I'd pay f- I'd pay five to ten bucks to download a whole. Yeah, world. same here. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe they send you to the moon instead of a star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised these Mario games don't kind of dip into the past very often. I mean, like Galaxy had the one level from Super Mario Which 64, was probably the best level of Super Mario Galaxy. So too. good, right? Which one was I mean, that again? The throwback it was the Galaxy. Second... 
<laughs> yeah, it was the second. It was the second world. The bomb battlefield. No, 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 um, no, no, no. I remember the this. one with the yeah, Womp's right, fortress. Womp's fortress. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like with the sleeping piranha plants and all that yeah. stuff, and like that—that's so cool. And like, I don't know why these games don't just blatantly <laughs> play like with your nostalgia more. And, yeah. I don't know. It always surprised me, but I'm glad that they did mess around with that. But New Super Mario Bros. 2 as a whole is is okay. It's fine. It's not as good as you, obviously. Yeah. And for someone like me who plays these games specifically cooperatively, like with my girlfriend, this was a bad one to do that with because the co-op mode was just yeah, completely yeah, broken. Yeah. So I've got you probably do it with a single 3ds. No. I mean, one or one game. I meant. Sorry. No, no, you had to have two oh, two okay. games, <laughs> and then and then you were locked to the same screen. I mean, and well, not Nintendo like Nintendo fooled you, Scott. Yeah, I know, and not like you, which which you will, you know, or even the Wii one will zoom out to give you a better view. Like it stays locked in, very close, and just follows one person. And then if you jump on each other, it switches who it's following. So like mid level, you could accidentally hit each other, and then it'll switch, and it will just throw you off. That would have been cool if that was like a mode instead of yeah. like the entire co op experience. Yeah. So that yeah, it was not very not very fun at all. Unfortunately, but um, so we moved to September, and September was kind of weak release-wise. Uh, we had Kirby's Dream Collection, which I I thought was pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed playing a bunch of retro Kirby games. Mhm, mhm. I, I didn't play this one. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually didn't play the collection, but I played every game on the collection. Yeah. So I'm sure the collection it's is a nice great. package. <laughs> um, and and some of like the the Kirby Museum stuff is fun to read through. I make references to like Cal Ripken Jr. and the Virtual Boy. Um, so that's fun. <laughs> was this collection better than the the Mario collection they had oh, a few years ago? Oh, way better. Okay. Yeah, I heard, I heard it was. Yeah. Um, you can check out my review and my pictorial of what came in the package uh, back from September, uh, which I gave it a good review. Uh, the next game is Fractured Soul, the eShop game that was also supposed to be a retail game on the DS at one point. Um, I was kind of disappointed in this game am i the only person that played it i'd only played the demo so i'm not i didn't play a lot of it but what i played i kind of liked it like i it, feel like it would get old really it, really it quick, gave though. me a really good first impression and i was really enjoying it and then i realized that like this is kind of all the game is uh for those who don't know uh fractured soul is kind of based around the whole two screen mechanic of like you have you control the same character on both screens but they're in different environments and you can like you switch between which world you're on or like which which space you're in on the fly. Um, so like that mechanic is really cool, and they kind of twist it up later by like one will be underwater, so he'll move slower. Um, hmm. But it it gets kind of punishing at sometimes because there's like t- uh, levels that like are constantly scrolling, and if you die once, then you start all the way either at the beginning or a checkpoint. Um, and it just kind of it got old fast for me. Um, I got about halfway through it before I stopped. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was this the first 3DS game that didn't have a 3D effect? Um, no, Bomb Monkey came out in June. Okay, okay, you're um, right. And there might have been another one, but I know for Maybe. for a fact, Bomb Monkey. Okay, you're right. Uh, La- was just... La Mulana came out on WiiWare in September. Um, I did not play it, and once I heard how kind of, I guess ridiculous and fez-like it was because um, it's kind of obtuse uh, I got really disinterested in this game I don't have time for that shit anymore <laughs> um, and I I don't know uh, yeah, La Mulana. and then the Dempament uh, they came by wave came out at the end of September and while I have my issues with that game that you can go back and listen to the Dempament segment 
that uh, Tyler, Nate, and I did uh, back in like, October. Um, fuck you, cat. Um, my cat just jumped on something <laughs> and fell. Um, but yeah, so the Dempamen was... I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the visuals were very, very nice. But, I mean, there are issues with it. It's a, it's a fucking dungeon crawler. I mean, you kind of get what you expect to get. It's fun, though. Did anyone else play it? even Or just the demo? I had just played the demo, which was alright, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was it was I mean, worth dipping into for me. I, I, I kind of dug it, but... I remember you playing great. a lot. You and Tyler. Yeah. I, I kept talking to Tyler, and he said it was the perfect game to just sit yeah, there and play. Yeah, definitely. Just while doing something else. Um, and the sequel apparently fixes a lot of what I had issues with, so I'm excited to see that come over in the near future. It came out in Japan around the same time that the first one hit North America. That was confirmed to come out. Yeah, because yeah, I think the dev sold real well. Um, and that, I mean, contrary to popular belief, that was actually, I'm pretty sure it was published by Genius, Genius Sonority in North America, yeah, I mean, they're, an, they're owned by Nintendo, but I'm, I think this was more or less self-published. Um, so that's weird. And now we move to October. You guys ready? This is, this is going to be fun. Ramping oh, up. Yeah. Uh, things don't start ramping up. We're starting <laughs> off with Crosswords Plus and Art Academy Lessons for Everyone. Um, I really enjoyed Crosswords Plus, and I still play it from time to time because I like Crosswords. Art Academy. There you go. I, Old I, man I, Neil Ronahan, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I, I mean, I moved on. I played the Sudoku game uh, a lot, uh, the Brain Age DSiWare game, and I played Mario's Picross before that. I just need one of those games um, that like just keep on my 3DS that I can go to and whittle away until I wait for Picross 3D come out to come out, and then I will uh, just delete all those similar games and just play Picross 3D on my 3DS until my eyes burn out. <laughs> um, and I played a little bit of Art Academy. I mean, it is a game that teaches you how to draw, and there are limitations because it uses the DS touchscreen, which has limitations. But, I mean, it's really, really well put together, though, if you have any interest in learning how to draw. Did you actually learn and improve? I didn't drawings? play as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little. I was going to say, you should... You should uh... Test your drawing skill on Meverse. Yeah, yeah. I need I need to go back and train in Art Academy before I attempt that. I hate I hate those people at Meverse. By the way, <laughs> I'm so jealous. The people who are so good. Oh, I don't I, know. I don't know how the fuck they do it. I mean, it's like masterpieces. And I'm like, I don't I'm understand. Gonna draw it's like something. they're using a different gamepad that's actually good at picking up drawing. <laughs> right? Yeah, it makes Everything no sense. Shit for me. No sense. I'm like, I'm gonna draw something, and then I just draw penis coming all over the place, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like I need to delete this. this. <laughs> yeah, just this is gonna get banned. No matter what I do, it just ends up being a I dick. did see a crocodile uh, get through the, the admins like a week or two ago, and I laughed. Was it, was it, on, was it in the Warwar Plaza, or was it in just Meverse? It was somewhere in Meverse. I forget where. Okay. I was going to say, if it got all the way to the Warwar Plaza and like, was just on your home screen, that would be pretty yeah. impressive. But uh, Yeah, I did see a crocodile, and that made me laugh. <laughs> it's funny that stuff does slip through at least yeah. temporarily. Eventually, it gets taken yep. out, but it is kind of fun to to, to see stuff like that. I did I did it. flag something, but I forget why. Like I mean, it was something where like I'm like, oh, you tried to be sly, but you're a dick, and then I flagged it because it was something. <laughs> it wasn't a crocodile because that that I just find funny. 
Um, I'm interested to see what happens to the community as more time goes on, just yeah. in Miiverse as a whole, because I feel like it's been pretty good, like, self-regulation. Everyone's actually really nice for the most part. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. any, like, trolls or, like, just, like, flame wars, but as more and more people get it, I'm kind of interested to see how that changes. And, and when more well, games what, come what, out, I'm really curious what, just to see how communities blossom over time yeah one weird thing real quick is tabby is you know registered and she has like two friends but she got a random random friend request from this like girl who probably had to have been like 10 years old based on like her profile because it was just one big long yeah. run on sentence and like talking about how she loved her cat and, like, just be at least 13 scott well okay <laughs> <Be on the laughs> Don't. but then uh so tabby's like okay i guess i'll add you and then we were watching netflix one time and then that that little girl tried to video chat tabby like the the screen was like the the you know the home signal was blinking i was like she's trying to try to call you and tabby just freaked out was like delete her (laughs) so we deleted her and that was the end of it so so another game that came out that that is in october that is somehow related to creepy girls is code of princess um oh where is zach miller yes uh, he's still he's still in hawaii um with with his lovely wife, so that's nice. Not a good excuse. Um, but Code of Princess <laughs> is a is a cool beat 'em up. It kind of gets old over time because it's the same shit over and over. But there's a lot of I characters. Think it, was four, it was fourth on Zach's top five games. I think. Yeah, um, which isn't a surprise at all. Even if he had bad things to say about the game, I mean, he enjoyed it. I know. I think he gave it like an eight when he reviewed it. It's on the it's on the eShop. Yeah, though, yeah. It? It just launched at the beginning of the the month in January. Oh, there you go. So if you want to download it, go for it. Um, then Pokemon Black and White 2, or I guess Pokemon Black 2, ver- or Black Version 2 and White Version 2, if you want to be real specific about it, uh, that came out in October, and I have the game, and I've gotten about halfway through it. I finally picked it back up because of the announcement of Pokemon X and Y, so... Wow, I didn't know, I didn't know you played so much of it. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm like, you know, fourth or... Fifth, or I just beat the fourth gym. That's that's what I came back and did. Uh, that's almost as far as I got in the first black. And white. So, <laughs> I beat the first. Yeah, I beat the first games. black and white. I, I mean, I've actually I'm on a pretty good streak of beating Pokemon games because I, I beat Pearl. I didn't play Platinum, but then I beat I beat uh, Soul Silver and I beat Black. Uh, I have only ever beaten Red. Yeah. I own all of. Them. Well, before that, <laughs> I had only beaten Red and I think Blue because I had both games at some point. I got to the end of Black and White, but I never beat them. I got like to the Elite Four, and they were just too much yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably slowly work my way through through Black 2 throughout the year until X and Y, but I mean, it, it's fun, but it just feels like I, I kind of just did this, because it's in the yeah. same world. And like when, it was kind of like once I got to the same repeat town, I'm like, oh, cool, it's slightly different. Yay. <laughs> and and now like I, just, I, I went to the same town again and uh, like I you know beat the gym oh it's, instead of the the gym the uh, the gym being here it's in the building next door <laughs> and instead of a roller coaster it's a fashion show like uh, <laughs> yeah I don't know I I kind of like Patrick I've beaten the originals red blue and yellow and then like since then every generation I pick it up and I I burn out after like the halfway point it's just it's all just the same I mean. The, the black and white were probably the the first that I really wanted to get through, just because they felt the most original to this point. But yeah. still, like once you put in ten hours or so, it's just a grind and having to just try to level up each Pokemon to stay competitive. And I don't know, I just can't get into it. I, I'm interested in X and Y to see how those pan out, yeah. but 
I, 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 I might be done with Pokemon. Yeah, it's like comfort point. food for me. It's not the kind of thing. I mean, yeah, but I X think, and Y, man, they're gonna suck you in. No, well, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's what that's what he says every time, and then yeah. just like black and <laughs> just like yeah. Oh, there yeah. is a distinct Pokemon cycle. Um, I've kind of determined that because with X and Y, it's like everyone's shitting their pants, so excited about it. I'm just like. It looks like it's the same with some new graphics, and admittedly, the graphics look pretty fucking sweet. But I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah. not like the game's gonna magically be different. You're still gonna fight Pokemon. You're still gonna pick the same moves. It's just that, like, oh, now the character sprites are different. It's 3D, yep. Neil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Open your really fucking do. eyes, Neil. <laughs> I wonder how the uh, the battles are going to work. Like, is that going to slow down the game? Kind of like in Fire Emblem. I know you can turn on the battle um, cinematics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you can turn them off. I wonder if you're going to be able to well, do the same I mean, thing. Well, I mean, you have that in Pokemon right now. Like, you can turn off the battle animations. But but I'm saying in X and Y, from the trailer, there was, uh, like, full-on... Yeah. Right. It, 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 it'll right. probably be the same thing as in the, the other ones, where, like, they do have longer... Attack animations. I mean, obviously, it's a much simpler, simpler display in all the previous ones. But you can turn those off, and it streamlines the game a lot. Yeah, I bet. I bet you can turn them off. I'm sure you. Can. Oh man, some yeah. of the some of those attack sound effects and just like the way they they move are so ingrained in me. Like a uh, seismic toss from the first one. Oh yeah. Uh, Wrap up in a black ball yep, and throw yep. them around. And bubble. <laughs> yeah, bubbles. Yeah. Sure. Scratch. Yep. Leer. <laughs> Lear. Good old yeah. Lear. And like Growl, where it's like, oh, he's singing to him. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. But yeah, that's uh, Pokemon Black 2 and White 2. Then we got... Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly talked about every other Pokemon game, but that's okay. In October, uh, we had uh, a few more retail releases. There was Skyline... Did you miss Cave Story? Edward. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, well, we will lump uh, Cave Story and Night Sky together, because they are both from Nicholas. And... Uh, Cave Story is a fucking awesome game. Yes, this is the first time I'd ever played I it. I think it's the best version of the game. I got it, like, it came out, like, a week before I was supposed to go to Disneyland, so I was yeah. like, well, guess what I'm doing on the airport? <laughs> did you <laughs> did you, did you beat it, Mike? No, it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's it's real long, too. I'm at the part where I'm back in the egg corridor, uh, and okay. after it's all destroyed, yeah. and you get to the end of it, and you have to fight these two dragon things, oh, like two of those dragons, and they just keep flying around in a circle, and it you lose so much health on the way there. Oh, it's so just I watched a, um, a friend of mine uh, play about halfway through the game without ever getting a life power up, and it was one of the, oh my it was God. one of the most incredible things I've ever he witnessed. Must have been a badass. Yeah, I have, I have I have two friends who really enjoy sadistic platformers, and and sometimes it's fun to just sit back and watch them play games. It scratches that Metroidvania itch for me. Yeah, it's it's real good, and I think the the eShop version is like the best version of the game to get. And, oh, that's good. Unless unless you can get it on unless like if you prefer to play it on a TV or something, play it on Steam. It's great on 3DS. Yeah. I highly recommend it. On the Night Sky, I'm not too big of a fan of. I think it's really boring. You roll a ball around, and sometimes it's cool, but for the most part, it's just boring. And it seems like I, I think that's I think I think you feel that way because of how you had to play it because you had to review it. For me, I kind of broke it up over two weeks, and I, I liked it a lot more doing it. In I don't shows. think that would have done anything because the game still doesn't really evolve, like slightly. But it's like every level, like. Some levels will be like this. Then other levels will control like that. Sometimes there's a vehicle that you can put the ball into. And then that will go away. And then it'll come back. 
Like the, I mean, what really kills me about the game is that it's it, it's not as soothing. I just find it boring, and it doesn't feel like the game progresses as you play it. It's just kind of like this game exists. Check it out. Which I thought it was okay. Like in that sense. I mean, I guess your argument's valid, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like Patrick, you from. have to hate the game. Because um, I don't hate the game, I just I just think there's a lot of issues with with how it's laid out. Um, but yeah, Night Sky. It looks beautiful though. It really does. But mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Patrick. I'm very glad. I'm I'm glad I did too. Yes. You spend your money on it, and you deserve it. Damn it. Just like I deserve to play some Skylanders Giants because that game looks pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. Beautiful segue. <laughs> the 3DS version, eh, not so much. Now, I know, Patrick, you have both the Wii and the 3DS version. What do you think? I, have you played either of them? I have not played either of them. <laughs> All right. No. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Skylanders Giants, not a big fan of the 3DS game. Like, it's still kind of fun, but it just, I don't know, it feels more like. The, the light version of like the the big boy console version whereas the first 3ds game kind of felt like a, a completely different game um which which was really cool and then patrick i'm su- i'm surprised you haven't played these it seems perfect like your mom straps you into the car seat in the back seat you put them in the 3ds <laughs> and when you get home you just throw the figure straight onto the wii play till bedtime all, oh, that, that's what happened with the first Skylanders, and then I grew up a little, so... <laughs> all, all my figures... I sit all, in the front seat all my figures He's 10 are now, in the, okay? Uh, are, in, ...are in the coffee table at my house, hiding, because Lauren doesn't want them out. Um, <laughs> I have mine on a shelf above my bed. Yeah, I wish I could do that, man. I wish I could do that, man. If I lived back in Mom and Dad's, God, I'd have the biggest yep. Skylanders collection ever. Neil, if Zach can figure out a way to let all his girly figures be proudly displayed throughout his house, there's got to be a way to move into a bigger place. That's the solution. (laughs) It's called you need to move to a frozen wasteland where nobody really cares that much about things (laughs) like girly figures. Right, where everyone's just so worn down and broken that they couldn't care about anything anymore. I mean, like, his his girly figures are there. I can tell you, I've seen them in person. They, They exist. That's for damn sure. Um... But the, but on on Wii and Wii U, Skylanders Giants is a fantastic game. If you get around the whole like you need to buy a bunch of figures to enjoy it. Although I stand by that you could just buy the starter kit and enjoy the game on its own merits. But it becomes even better when you add more characters into the mix, which is kind of a it's like the the gambler's problem. Or like I'm probably gonna wait to play it until I get all the different elements, yeah. until I can do all the different challenge gates and stuff yeah. on my way. That's that sounds like a plan. Yeah. In October, we also had Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, which I've put about three hours into and have not finished, but want to. And I hear more about the new Layton game, so I probably will. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, 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 this, this, this was good. I haven't beaten it. Um, I do I do actually really like it. And oh, it looks beautiful. Speaking of, yeah, exactly. Speaking of, like, Pokemon, which has just been doing the same thing. I mean, that's how Professor Layton's been, but for whatever reason, this one's pulled me in the most since the original um, Curious Village, so I'm excited to keep playing. I downloaded it, which is great, because it's just always sitting there in the 3DS, so anytime I'm, like, done playing whatever it is I'm playing, I can go jump in there and do a few puzzles. So The kind of, like, weird thing that I discovered by having it on the system is that I've been doing a lot more of the downloadable puzzles, because I'll just 
you know, be sitting at home and be like, oh, I feel like doing a puzzle. I don't really want to get too deep into the story, so I'll just crack this open. But the only crappy thing with that is that all the downloadable puzzles, it's like the same type of puzzle, but then there's like a harder one. So that might have changed by now. I feel like they might have cycled in new. I saw I saw someone tweet on Twitter that was kind of like seventy three days later, and they've introduced this this the first new concept since the first week. So I don't think it's really changed. So basically, you have I think there's there's probably like somewhere between like five and seven different puzzle types, and you have like ten of each. Oh. Wow. So, I mean, like it's kind of cool that they're there, but it's like it's the same. Slight variation on it, but harder. They're essentially like the in-game mini-games. Like, there's that robot game. There's like ten levels of that throughout yeah. the game. I'm not sure if you played that. And yeah, the, I played a little bit of there's that. There's that other store game. Yeah. I mean, they're I mean, they're they're more like you know like puzzles from the game, but yeah, but it is that kind of thing uh, where it's, it's like there's, there's levels. Yeah. Um, but I do. I mean, I'm I'm excited to dive back into it. It's just that I don't know. I, I feel like the latent stories don't grab me as much as they used to. Uh, I mean, I think after Unwound Future, no latent game can really grab me as much as as that one. Because Unwound Future was both insane and so insanely heartwarming that that I basically shed a tear at the end of that game. I was going to say that end. Holy shit. <laughs> I, like, I think about that, and I just think about like going and crying in a corner because it's not fair. Like, you guys want something... Like, you finish The Walking Dead, and you're like, I want something real harrowing. Play Layton 3. <laughs> <laughs> at, at some at point, point, at some point, like... I mean, I don't even... Because it's some late-game shit, but, like, the insane things that happen in that game. Like, Layton's just like, all right, I'm gonna build a fucking helicopter. Or no, I think it might be, like, Don, whatever his name is, Don Pablo. He's just like, I built a helicopter out of this car. And you're like, what the fuck? It was Unwound Future, right, where he built the slot machine yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, that was a slot machine gun, yeah, yeah. which is probably my favorite thing to happen in a Leighton game ever. Because it's like, there are guys shooting bullets at, at Leighton, and, and I guess it's like older Luke or whatever from the future, and shooting guns, and Leighton's just like, oh, let me solve this puzzle, and then turns a slot machine into a gun and shoots coins at them, and they're like, oh shit, we gotta run away. It's so Brilliant. good. Um, yeah, Miracle Mask. I feel like we just like talk about the new game and then talk about the game that <laughs> preceded it. At, at this point, would you guys? I mean, Neil, you kind of touching on this, but would you rather just have these games just be a bunch of puzzles with not much story? Probably not, because I mean, like, well, I guess there's a part of me that's like yes, but at the end of the day, no. Um, I just mm-hmm. wish the story would kind of shut the fuck up more, though. Yeah, like I'm glad it's there, and like it, it, sometimes it's slow to build. Like it's just the hook and Miracle Mask. It, it feels like the answer is super obvious, and it probably is. But there's probably some asinine way that they're gonna get there. Um, yeah, of course. But it's just like they keep on going into cutscenes, and it's like I just want to play some puzzles, which is why I ended up yeah. stopping playing the main story and would just play the downloadable puzzles every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially the the beginnings of these games are always so slow. Especially yeah. this one, you know, it's like every screen you walk onto, everyone's got to talk, and it's like ten minutes before you yep, move yep. on, and there's so few puzzles. So I don't know. I yeah, think maybe the transition. On, I think the transition on the 3ds has kind of slowed it down as well because now instead of just tapping around, you're doing that slide to look around. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. I like that, but yeah, it does like slow it, it I down think it's a lot. Slower though. Yep. I absolutely. mean, I usually get to a point in every latent game where I just stop looking for things and just move move through the story. 
Um, and, I mean, like, and solve puzzles along the way, of course, but, like, instead oh, okay. of, like, scouring every area for hint coins, I'm like, I have, like, 50 hint coins. Like, I ain't gonna need or want for any more of these. There are probably, like, 20 puzzles left in the game. Um, yeah. Uh, so, we had another retail release. Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward. I own 999, the predecessor to this game, but I still have yet to play it. I'm judging by yeah, that silence either. that no one Did else has play. played it either. <laughs> if, <laughs> if any of these the people who love this game were on this, they would say a lot of nice things about it. Because I hear it's fantastic, but I've not played it. I want to, which is that, you know, time. I want to play the first one. Yeah, same here. Zero Escape. Um, although I keep on hearing about how the second one, like, it, it improves upon so many things about the first one that kind of hamper the first one. So there's a part of me that's just like, well, I mean, the second one's way better. But I, I want to stick to my guns and play the first one first. And then uh, the last thing that came out in October is Liberation Maiden, which is the first of the three Guild Zero One games, which I guess we'll just kind of talk about as a as an entire entity here. Uh, there was Liberation Maiden, which came out in October. Then Arrow Porter from Yute Saito, that came out in November. And then Crimson Shroud, the uh, the Matsuno RPG, that's like basically a single player D and D campaign uh, that came out in December. Um, I I've played all three of these, and Liberation Maiden's like frenetic Star Fox slash Kid Icarus esque fun that is short and ridiculous, but really really fun um, because you you play as the well she's now the president of Japan, but it was the president's daughter, and like she needs to make the world grow grass again i don't know like it's, <laughs> it's a suit it's nothing, a suit of 51 joints it's a grasshopper game <laughs> um it has a totally nonsensical story but it's it's a lot of fun and it also has some really silly silly dialogue and vo- voiceovers and stuff like that i do remember the opening scene looked really really nice. yeah they did that uh latentness yep. 2d art whatever that's called it's a it's a really cool game and it's pretty cheap yeah. if I do recall. Um, Arrow Porter is super super weird. You sort luggage and it gets really really hard and confusing pretty it's really pretty quickly. I feel. Yeah, <laughs> like when yeah I think you you made a comment about it Patrick about how like it starts off where there's only like two or three luggage wheels going around and then it's like okay so you're doing fine with three here's six. And I'm just like what <laughs> I'm not ready for this and like I have to deal with like the lights going out too. I need to I need to get batteries. What? It's just such a pain when you're working on say like you need to get some green luggage down to the very bottom yep. carousel and while you're doing that stuff on the top is dropping lower than it should be yeah. and then you have to move it back up stuff on the bottoms. Oh. Like it, it, it's it's cool. <laughs> it's novel, but it's it's not that much fun. Uh, I think it was Tyler that told me you just have to forget about being perfect and getting all the right color and just get the special requests the plane. yeah and just do the special but that, I mean that's like it becomes not as fun for me when you're focusing on that but that might just be me I did I, I think the jewel of the Guild Zero One games though is Crimson Shroud um, it's a really really fun RPG that has some real asinine obtuse like uh, solutions to puzzles that aren't really spelled out in the game so you might have. Well, yeah, to... I remember. I think Guillaume's yeah. review was like, "This is great, except for one." Yeah, horrible, and it, it awful happens thing. a few <laughs> more times in the game, but that, there was one totally egregious one that I spent like 
it was one where like I started to you know bang my head against the wall, and I'm like, wait a minute, he said it was at the end of chapter two, and I went and read his review. I'm like, okay, so I went and did what he said to do in the review, and then it, it didn't work. And what it is is it's like basically it's like you need to beat these enemies in a specific way, and there's a random loot drop. Yeah, right. So like yeah, I, 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 remember, I beat those enemies like fucking six times and finally got the random loot drop. Finally got it. So I remember. Frustrating. I mean, before the game was available to everyone, I remember him and Jeremy Parrish like talking on yeah. Twitter, and it just sounded like nonsense. Like these steps yeah. they had to go through. Well, like because like, I, I think Parrish just got it on the first go. Um. He did, yeah, or the other way around, something, yeah, yeah where, where one of them got it and the other one didn't and had to, like, keep going through, yeah, and repeating the but, same uh, fight over and over and over. Like, other than that, like, the game looks really cool, and it's got this neat aesthetic because everything's figurines, because it's basically, it's a and d campaign. Um, that's what it is. Like, sometimes you, I think there was a Penny Arcade comic about it, which really, I mean, I can see why those guys would like it, where, like, there is the ability to reminisce with your with your uh, with your party members, which is just hysterical, um, because like this this game is a D and D campaign, and you are moving figurines from room to room, and you are fighting like when you defeat an enemy in in the turn based battles, they fall over. It's a figurine. It says a level five on it. It's it's so cool. <laughs> but um, it's a it's a game that kind of surprised me because I figured I'd enjoy it. I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to check out how much is this on the eShop? I don't know. Six, six or seven, maybe? Maybe even just five. That's not bad. Maybe I'll check it out. This seems like something I'd like. Um, so we're moving on to November now. Uh, we'll knock out the other eShop game in November, and that's Crashmo, which I think is fantastic. I think it might be, next to Mutant Mode, it's one of my favorite games on the eShop of the entire year. I feel very differently. I think it's too <laughs> difficult for me. I mean, I, I just think it, it does such a good job of kind of simplifying the concept of Pushmo and refining it um, to, like, just, like, kind of what's necessary instead of the... I mean, not that, like, Pushmo was bloated, but some of those puzzles were were super, super large, and everything in Crashmo is so refined and focused. And, yeah, it's really, really tough. I mean, so are parts in Pushmo, but I feel like... Well, I feel like what what sets it probably why you're frustrated with it, Patrick, is that in Pushmo you had more ability to kind of like if you were stuck on something, you could kind of fuck around with it and you might do it accidentally. Whereas the chances of that happening in Crashmo are a lot, a lot harder. Like I think I'm on like the fifth or sixth puzzle and I'm just stuck. Yeah, I can't do I'm, it, and I refuse to. Skip. I'm on like ninety four <laughs> out of a hundred. I hit that point at Pushmo at some point. I don't remember when it was, but I th- that's why I haven't picked up Crashmo because I never beat Pushmo. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I think it's really cool, and the games are really completely different. I mean, outside of you know the, the setup well, and everything. Well, then maybe I'll get it. Um, I mean, you're still pushing blocks around, but the way that you do it is a lot yeah. different than it is in Pushmo, and I prefer that. But I could see, I could totally see why people would prefer it the other way around. Uh, yeah. Um, so in November we had some 3DS games come out, such as the Adventure Time game, which Mike, uh, do forget. Yes, us. the Adventure Time game, which is really fun, uh, except for the fact that it is like criminally short and too easy. But I went in expecting it to be easy because I knew like obviously the game has to be yeah. made for kids. It would be nice if there was like a like there's a new game plus mode at the end that Apparently I haven't played yet. Apparently it's a lot harder. But, is it okay? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll go through the new game plus because the first one I burned through in like a weekend. Uh, yeah. It's really like it's written by Pendleton Ward, so it's really funny and it, it captures Adventure Time 
absolutely perfectly. Um, the music is surprisingly actually not as good as it is on the show, but it's still quite good anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's really fun. If you like Adventure Time, I would highly recommend it. I might tell you to get it when it's on sale. Um, or you could probably get the DS version, which I think... No, I think both versions are only $30, even yeah. the 3DS one. You can, you can buy it, it's the, the 3DS same. game uh, for $30 on the eShop, I know. And there's yes. there's a yeah, demo that's, that's if you want to check it out. Thing. Although there's it's only, fun, there's only like yeah. three plays allowed of the demo. Only recommended for Adventure Time fans, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, that's I, I played the demo and basically came to that conclusion. And that, like, you know, it was kind of cute to play through it, but I'm not a big, big fan of Adventure Time. So, I, I, you know, I played the demo and was just kind of like... Like, I see why if I liked Adventure Time, this would be amazing, but I, I don't like it as much. You're I played evil. the demo, but I don't watch the I, show. I don't hate the show, the Mike. Music was There's real. nothing in there if if you don't watch the show. Yeah. It's just a, it's an easy Zelda 2 clone, yep. is what it is. And I love that it's a Zelda 2 clone, that's great, but... I feel like that's um, perfect for that show. That yeah, it's Zelda perfect 2. for the show, and it's it's really, the whole thing is, for the inventory management is kind of a nightmare, but uh, it's uh, the game itself is good, and you don't really need to really get into your inventory almost yeah. at all because the game is so easy that you don't need most of the items. Um, so uh, we'll get to another 3DS game that was kind of, I would say, my biggest disappointment of 2012, and that's Epic Mickey Power of Illusion, which, man, I was looking so forward to every time I played that game, um, whether it was you know at E3 or on that big ridiculous Disney World trip. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Sincerely, totally enjoyed what I played. And little did I know that I basically played the entire game. Um, yeah, it's too easy and it's too short. Again, just like the Adventure Time game. Yeah, uh, and like it's the kind of thing where like I was expecting so much more out of that, and I feel like I just played half a game. And like what's there, like, what's even, there? Even, it, like it, as a platformer, it feels really, it feels really nice. I mean, it's slow paced, but I it's really slow paced, and that's a problem. Yeah, I mean it's slow paced, but I feel like it works within the game. But kind of what slows it down even more is the fact of the whole painting and drawing mechanic, which in some areas is okay, but in sometimes it's it's obnoxious because, like, all right, switching it back and forth. Yeah, I need, like I need to erase or... this, and then I need to draw on this cannon, and then I need to erase that block, and then I need to draw on this cannon. So it's not so much like you're, you know, doing things that are that are real cool to progress. It's like you need to tap the button to go down to the touch screen and then scribble something out. And then do an outline of something to draw something. And the, back the in. erasing part is like just boring. Yeah, yeah. The erasing, At least the drawing is like you have to try and draw it well. Yeah. But the erasing is just like whatever, just erasing. Yep. Um, and then the game just—I feel like it just ends. Like it, it honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out in a couple of years, or we find out when there's Epic Mickey Power Evolution Two, which honestly I kind of hope happens because I feel like that would be a little bit better. Um. Where, like, it'll be like, oh, yeah, we we only got to do half of what we did, or what we wanted to do, and now we finally get to do the second half. And right. I'm like, so, all right, we'll have another fucking three-hour game. Um, but, yeah. And then there's multiple endings that you can unlock, but that's a fucking hoodwink and a half. Because you, you unlock all these characters, and there's this fortress, and you do quests, which is kind of fun, although uh, it feels like it's a little bit disconnected from everything. But um, and that's it's, it's real fun. And then you get to the end credits, and the multiple endings are just like the the beast comes up, and he has a dialogue where he's just like, "Thanks, Mickey." And then <laughs> and then like Peter Pan shows up, and is like, "Thanks, Mickey." And like, oh man. And there's a crap load of dialogue in this game yeah. too. Sometimes it feels like it goes on forever, and it's like it's a portable game. Yep. I only have so much time to play it usually when I'm playing yeah. it because it's portable. 
Speaking of lengthy, uh, I guess, wordy portable games, there's also Paper Mario Sticker Star, which I wouldn't say was a crushing disappointment to the level of Power of Illusion, uh... but it I had much higher hopes for this game, and it did not live up to that. I Actually, Scott, I agree with your review like 110%, and that this game does a lot of things right. It looks gorgeous, but like, fuck, man. Stupid things. <laughs> it's just not fun. Like I think it's getting better for me now that I'm in World Five. Yeah, I yeah. I, I I don't think I'm ever gonna get to the end of World Three. I just have no willpower <laughs> to move, move I'm, forward. I'm uh, I'm at World Five too. I thought World Four was pretty good. And what sucks <clears> is there's like there's cool levels. Like in World Four, there's a, a cool uh, like ghost house where you have to go and get rid of all the booze. And there's a hundred booze, and you have to go through, and it's almost like a mini, uh, like sort of Luigi's. That mansion. sounds kind of awesome. And, I might try to play through the game to get to that part and, and then stop. And then you have to collect all the booze, and then once you do, it's cool because the game, the levels will change after you do stuff. So like right now, Neil, you're in the the poison forest, yeah. right? I know the poison once, goes away. Exactly. Dude, and then you fuck can go those levels. And, like, I don't want to go back. I know, I know. And then you can go through and collect stickers and stuff you couldn't before. And then like the cat, the the mansion. Once you clear out all the booze, you can go back. And, you know, it's just like a nice mansion, and the owner's there, and, like, you go there to get extra stuff. But just puzzle solving and all the things to collect, and it's just, it's a total grind, and it's impossible, seriously impossible to play that game without a guide. Yeah. Unless you just hate yourself. Well, well I think the thing um, is, is that, like, uh, I know some people pointed this out, like, um, there's an early boss where if you have the baseball bat thing turned into a sticker, then, you know, he's super easy. And there's a, there's a kind of tell to that, because... It, like, you fight him in a baseball diamond. However, the only way you can figure that out is by going to fight him. So how the fuck does that make sense? Because <laughs> what happens is you collect these these real-world things, and you need to take them to an area in a town. I think there's, like, a couple of them that you can find as you go through the game. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. you turn them into stickers. And they're usually giant stickers that take up a lot of space in your sticker book. So for me, I usually just leave them as things unless I know I need to use them. Because one, also, I don't know when I will need to use this for a random fucking boss. Right. So how am I going to know I have the foresight to go to this boss and bring the baseball bat as a sticker? The only- and that that's that's early yeah. on. I mean, once you get later on, you've got a mil- you've got like pages of things. I mean, you can't carry <laughs> yeah. them all with you. It's yeah, like I'm at a you point. Don't have the space. I'm at a point where you know I've had a couple puzzles where I'm just like I have fucking ten things I'm looking at right now, and I have no idea what to do. Yeah, and especially later on, it, they become environmentally like you have to use them in the environment yeah. too. So like in in that fourth world, you have to use like the radiator to melt snow, like to melt a snow. And like that's really to, clever, like, but like. I feel like it would have been better if just, like, you get a thing and then, like, you can use it whenever whenever you want. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to make it yeah. into a sticker. You just use it. And that would be great because then you could just experiment. You could be in a boss battle and say, what do I need to use? And then look at your things and yeah. just try different things instead of having to lose the battle and then going back to town. Yeah, looking yeah, through and, things, and guess what? Also, you pick the right with, one. With that game, it's not like you lose and go back to, like, the start of the level or something. It's like you lose and go back to the last save point and lose all progress. Like that's fucked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that it's just totally boned, and it just sucks because the game does look great. I, I like the writing. The music is so good, and the music is great, and it, it's it's fun when you're moving along, but you hit those roadblocks so often that it, it really is just a pain. Unless you just accept the fact that you're going to have to sit and play with a walkthrough in front of you. Like I'm to the point where I when I play. I just have the walkthrough open. I read what's going to happen in a level before I play it to make sure I don't miss a thing that I'm going to need and I don't forget to bring a thing I'm going to need. So it's just, it's really disappointing. Yeah. Um, 
So we'll move on to the kind of, as we get to Wii U launch here, we'll go to the game that's kind of, I guess, the connective hybrid tissue of Wii to Wii U, and that is Epic Mickey 2, which Mike reviewed for us on Wii yeah. U, and the review should be up by the time you hear this episode. Hopefully we'll be up by the time you hear uh, this What episode, do you have to say I mean, about Epic Mickey 2? God, I really want to like it, but it's hampered with so many technical issues that I can't, like, really... I would recommend this game, but I would recommend that you pick it up on a different platform, one that where it runs more stably. Um, the game is, I don't know, a little bit better than the last one. Um, I enjoyed the last one. It's it's easy. This one is still easy. Um, I mean, you know, again, Disney game has to be, it can't be too difficult because it's, kids have to play it and enjoy it. Uh, it's Warren Spector's affection and love for Disney is, in it's infectious. It's, it's, it's just baked into every aspect of this game. And it's so, such a brilliant trip through the Disney archives. The problem is that it's like someone's trying to poke you in the eye the whole time. <laughs> like the frame rate constantly drops. Um, I, I've had it. I've gotten Mickey stuck. Like I think I got him stuck like maybe one, two, or maybe maybe three times at the board. Like to a point where I had to reload a save. Where he would, there was one point where, like towards the end, where he pulled a lever, but somehow he got stuck and he just kept dying. And Oswald would respawn him, and he would die, and Oswald would respawn him, and it would just go in a cycle. There's no way out of it because he was stuck. So that was a fun one. But. uh yeah, so it's got some technical issues. I don't. I would. I would love to tell you to get it, but I would tell you to get it on another platform. Cool. <laughs> yeah, my my excitement went from kind of there to rock bottom when I put in the Wii U version and no sound emitted during cutscenes. I've heard multiple people tell say that, and it did not happen once. Well, what I realized so. is when I put it back in the system, it would work. And then I stopped playing it, and then I played it again later, and then it was also it did not work then, and then I just gave up on the game. Um, That's weird. It, so I yeah, never that had that problem terrible. at all, ever. Uh, so let's get to the Wii U launch, and we've talked about a bunch of these games pretty recently. Yeah. So we'll kind of we'll, we'll rattle this down uh, in some kind of quick style. Uh, I guess maybe how about one one uh, one thought from each person. Does that does that sound good? Does everyone agree to that? Go for it. Oh, sure, yeah. All right, new Super Mario Brothers, you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Scott was about to go. Scott, uh, I will no. say uh, better than I expected, and I'm actually on the final Bowser fight right now, and I'm about to beat it. It's good. I like it a lot, a lot more than I thought. Patrick. The music wasn't that great, but the credit music was amazing. Very true. <laughs> I will know soon. Scott. Uh, loved it. Best new Super Mario Brothers game to date. The music isn't great up until the last world. The overworld theme for the last world is great because it's that awesome, Definitely. like haunting rendition of the of the uh, castle theme yeah. for Mario sixty four. I, I want to go back it's and so play that good. game. Um, that's that's not the best Mario sixty four. Mario, you. Um, I I, I yeah. think it's yeah, it's like the best Mario game in a long, long time. Side scrolling Mario game, and it just yeah. uh, man, like it's inventive. It's it feels so big. Compared to any Mario game since World, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and DLC would just make this game yeah. even better. I really hope that does happen. I, I would love to see like an additional world come out of DLC. That would be so fucking cool. But this game, this game is awesome. I think it's uh, they actually released the numbers for it, and it has something like a sixty-five percent attach rate with Wii U's. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so we got Zombie U. We'll start with Scott on this one. <laughs> fucking best game ever <laughs> all right uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a demo now so if you haven't played it yet you have no excuse so mike how about you tell us about that demo yeah i played like 15 minutes of it and i killed like four zombies before i had to start recording this podcast but um i think i'm probably going to get it especially since it um 
I guess well, if this this will drop on Fridays, so it's on sale like in a lot of places for forty five dollars uh, up until that Sunday. Shit. So if you listen to this the day it comes out and you're interested in picking it up, hey, it's still on sale at like basically everywhere. I think. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Patrick, at least Amazon. So that means everywhere to me. Patrick, what say you yeah. about the zombie you? I'd say it's less of a zombie game and more of a survival horror game, which is a good now, thing. Now, I'll ask, I'll ask this specifically to Scott, and Mike already knows what my <laughs> plans are. I think I'm going to start over and play it from the chicken mode. Oh, you're not in chicken mode? No, no. I went straight to I think mode. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to play it in chicken mode. Scott, do you think I didn't even realize there I didn't even realize there was a chicken mode. Like when you start the game, does it ask yeah. you to do chicken mode? Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I just did normal. Uh, I don't think less of you. I mean, I'd rather you you play the whole thing, but I don't know. I think that difficulty is kind of necessary. I, I think if I, you play it easily, you know, it's not like the story is great. I think it is that tension. And if you lessen that i just don't i can know tell you this much impact, if i go but... to chicken mode and it's piss easy i'm probably not gonna play anymore um it's still not okay good i've died like seven or eight times uh, then I, man i <laughs> okay. dude, i feel so much better about how many times i died compared to you now thank you patrick <laughs> well did you did you listen to the podcast when we talked about it with andy no he died like by the end of the game um, yeah. he died like 60 times <laughs> so oh yeah i heard about that yeah did, did he go and collect his stuff every time uh i don't think every time uh, i've had i've had a couple times where i just, just, just lost shit because i'm like no i'm not going back there fuck that i was so angry the one time i died and then something weird happened where after i died a cinema took place and then it booted me back and it told me to go somewhere else instead oh and then my zombie was just gone with like a crossbow and an automatic that rifle sucks. a sniper rifle Oh, yeah, man. but I think I think I'm gonna restart it in chicken mode because I, I realized that I, I mean I have the kind of like it's really you know depressing, and then it's also because of how difficult and tense it is is that like it's a it, like it gives me a feeling that I don't want to go back to. Whereas I think if it was no, just does, a little bit easier, I think I would go what, back does to chicken it. mode. Less than I the have number of zombies, no idea. Just make them easier to kill. Patrick, do you do you know or did you just start in chicken mode? I just started in chicken. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll be, I I'll, like, I'll, I'll, be I will different. report back, Scott, because I think yeah. I think let this me is know. I'm interested. Do. I don't really know what because the difference if, is. If it makes them easier to kill, I guess I could. That would make sense, um, especially if you get a few on you. It'd be easier yeah. to pick them off, or maybe but, like you don't die as quickly, or something like that. Yeah, maybe you take a few more hits. Yeah, that yeah. could be. I'm, I'm excited um, to yeah, check it out now because it kind of renewed interest. Because I just every now and then I'll look at Zombie You and just be like, I don't know, man. I don't want to cry tonight. Um, <laughs> it's so weird too because I just wrote the the game of the year thing for that, and what's crazy about that game is it's not really like it's scary because of like gore or violence in any way because the zombies don't even like. Oh no! It's not like you ever walk upon a zombie and he's like tearing someone apart. Like I'm playing the Walking Dead game now, and like even though the the art style is kind of cartoony, like it, it's still violent, and you see characters get like ripped open and eaten, yeah. and you never see that in Zombie You. I mean, you'll get bitten and you'll see some blood, um, but that's it. So it's not like it's scary in a gory kind of way it's just tense and it's just the fact that death is so i don't know final in this game uh in a way i guess and and it's so prevalent throughout the experience it just it does it makes it such a, a tense and foreboding uh experience so i don't know yep, yep. i think it's the absence of action too that really does it you know, there, there's such so many stretches where nothing's happening, yeah. and then you get a blip on your your motion detector, and, and then you poop yourself, around, and, then you, and once you clean yourself right. up, you go after the zombie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so the next game, Scribble Knots Unlimited on Wii U. Am I the only person that have, that has played this game? Uh no, I haven't. Okay, uh, I I really really enjoyed it. I actually just gave it to my brother for uh for him to give uh, play with my niece. 
And I, I haven't really talked to him about it, but he posted a picture up on Instagram that I retweeted on Twitter, so you could probably find it, of, of <laughs> her with the gamepad in her hand, like, giggling, and apparently she just made a bunch of things in Scribblenauts and then played with them. So that makes uh, How old is she? She's four. I don't think she actually put the words in, because <laughs> I told my brother, I was like, I don't think she'll be able to play it by herself, but if you play it with her, and it's just like, Haley, what do you want to put into the game? You can put in anything. Yeah. Yeah, Tabby and I have been playing it that way. We don't really do the two-player mode because it, it it's, it's kind of dumb. Like it's fun well. to fuck around with, but it's not actual. Well, there actually were a few times where Lauren and I were playing it where like we'd want to do something specific with something, and then I just grab the Wii remote and be like, "All right, all right, make it," and then I'll control it. Yeah, but we'll we'll take turns like in levels doing the that's challenges. That's exactly what work, Lauren and I did. Right, and then, and then like work together to solve them, and that's been a lot of fun, and it. I played a few of the Scribblenauts games, and this is the first that's like really yeah, it, made me stick it with was, it. So it's, it's very damn good. good. Like Lorna, I one hundred percented it. Um, it's yeah. it's awesome. Uh, then we moved to Mighty Switch Force HD, which completely just made me fall in love with this game, despite owning it on 3DS. Like it got to the point where I I beat the this game and the bonus ones that were added to the 3DS game. Right now I'm kind of slow, but slowly but surely working myself through the you know, like the hyper uh, missions, which are really, really hard. Um, but it got to the point where, like, I beat this and then was on a train. I was It was when I was going to the Zelda concert, and I wound up just beating Mighty Switch Force on my 3DS because I was like, I want to play more of this. Um, this, like, this game is so good. I love it. Did anyone else play it? Only on I 3DS. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> I played the first level. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's on it's on sale now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's thirty percent off, it. so it's seven bucks. I think it's it's yeah, totally worth it. I mean, the, the arts the arts gorgeous. Um, I think I actually have that much credit left on my Wii U because I bought like a, I bought like sixty. No, I think I bought like seventy five dollars worth of eShop money, and then I bought Madden with that, so I think I still have fifteen left. Cool. So I'll have to check that out. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Little Inferno is the next game on the list, which. This is one of our games of the year for the site. Uh, we did our 10 favorite games of the year, and this made the list. And I think it's well-deserved. Little Inferno is a hell of a game, even if it's a little short. Has anybody, am I the only person that played this? Or Scott, you did, right? Yeah, I played yeah. it. And I it's, played it as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's it's bizarre because it's not... I don't know. I mean, it's sort of like a puzzle game in a way, but it, it's not much of a game, but still it pulls you in. Like it's very easy to just all of a sudden have spent an hour. And then, then like, that's what happened to me is that I was just like, Oh, finally play this. And then I played it for an hour and a half. It's yeah. And it's just so cool because it's such a simple mechanic, but just the world built around it, I think is what, what draws you into it. And then trying to figure out the combos too, of like things to burn together. But it's just the presentation I think is really what sells it. Just the world implied around you, you know, beyond your, uh, your furnace there. Yeah. Um, really, yeah. Or your fireplace, I should say. It really just kind of draws you in. And I love the way the game opens up at the end. Not to talk specifically about it, but the, the ending is very surprising. Definitely. And the next game on the list is Nintendo Land, which I've, I've kind of cooled off on the single-player stuff because it's not as compelling after a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I've, and I've noticed that... Uh, I've heard a couple people talk about this phenomenon, about how you know you introduce it to a group of people and they'll think it's the greatest thing ever, and then you bring it back to those that same group of people and they're not as into it. Because um, I've had that a lot, where like when I first got it, uh, you know, 
friends would come over, novelty, new friends, and like we'd play it, and we'd play it a lot. It's not like oh, we'd play a couple rounds and stop. It's like we'd be playing it for fucking like two or three hours, and and just like you know, passing the gamepad around, changing up between Animal Crossing. It's hard to get going, but once you get going, you can just play forever. But like I had a a, like a a holiday party uh, a week or two ago. Uh, Well, I guess like two and a half weeks at this point. Shit, we're already on January tenth. Damn. Um, but I had a, like, you know, probably like, like 15 people over or something like that. And I tried to get some Nintendo land going and we just had like three people wanted to play. And it was just kind of like, really? What the fuck? Um, and it's still fun and it's still really good, but I'm, I'm kind of nervous about the legs of the multiplayer. I kind of hoped that the legs would be more stable, but I'm a little wary. Yeah, which is kind of surprising because I think our I think our initial impressions were it was going to outlast Wii Sports because yeah. there was so much to do. But I mean, shit, I remember Wii Bowling for at least a full year yeah. after after the Wii launch. Yep. But I agree with you. I, I think Nintendo Land, for whatever reason, it does. You it need a large group of friends. It, it doesn't really work unless you have like at least four people. Yeah, playing. Oh yeah, for with sure. Three or yeah. two, especially with two. But with three, it's just not that. Yeah. That good. Yeah. Um, so the yeah. next game on the list is Darksiders 2, which none of us have played, right? <laughs> um, yeah, Zach, Zach says it's pretty good, yeah. I think. Madden NFL 13, which Scott and I are in a in an online franchise with Andy, JP, yes. and Nintendad. Um, and someday we'll eventually get to real games. Yeah, uh, we're in preseason <laughs> still, uh, but I, 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 Madden on Wii U might be my most played Wii U game at this point, or at least it's it's wow. neck and neck with Nintendo Land. I mean, that's more because I, I played an entire season with the Packers already. Wow, we won the Super geez. Bowl. We went fifteen and one. It was pretty cool. <laughs> no big deal. Who'd you lose to? Uh, the Texans actually during the regular season. It was it, like I will be excited when NCAA comes out for Wii U. Yeah, um, I, that that is my jam. Ho- I'm horrible at will. it. I'm horrible at it. I've only ever bought like two of them, and I. I think I like returned to them or sold them both really quickly, but I think I'm going to try and really, really try and play it, assuming it will come out on Wii U. Hopefully it just will. Because I think the, the, I imagine the controller helps a lot for a thing like a football game. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I really, really love uh, the way it works with the gamepad and how I can just play it on just the gamepad. And I've even had mm-hmm. a friend of mine, uh, we started playing one-on-one. Uh, he randomly was just like... Um, I think I, I think I want to play a football game. I, I might even get mad. I'm like, you don't even really like football that much. He's like, yeah, yeah, but it was just fun because it was actually. Um, he's a big SimCity fan. Uh, some of you guys know him, uh, Billy, uh, my friend, who's oh, been yeah, a photographer yeah, yeah. for NWR. Um, we shared a hotel yes, room. Yes, you pass. did. Yes. Um, but he went to an EA Sports event in New York City with Josh Max, who uh, Billy, Josh, and I all went to the same high school, so we all know each other. Um, because Billy's a huge fan of SimCity, and they wound up playing Madden on Wii U against each other, and this fabulous rivalry broke out. Um, <laughs> so we're still trying to set up their rematch, but I mean, I've, I've had that's probably why Billy wants to play it is because he's like, I'm really interested in this. When in reality, he's just like, I need to fucking beat Josh. Um, yeah, but yeah, the gamepad is cool. It gets me excited for other sports. I know FIFA. I know FIFA's um, FIFA's JP, even JP's better. FIFA is even better yeah. than Madden as far as the use of the gamepad. I mean, I still prefer football, I, but they'll figure some more yeah. things out for it. Now yeah, they've got you know the first one under their belts. But yeah, I'm mostly excited for NCAA since I'm assuming that Andy will get it, and I mostly just want to play it with him because <laughs> I'm sure we're both not good at it. Yeah. 
I mean, even just simple stuff like when you're lining up on defense and then you, you see the line and then you can sort of like reroute yeah. guys right there on the game pad and like select different guys to, um, you know, to control rather than having to like press B to cycle through a bunch of guys. You can just click a guy and then you're him. Um, that kind of stuff is cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next game on the list is Nano Assault Neo, which I enjoyed, but kind of got to a point where it got too hard for me and I kind of stopped. Um, I miss that it's less a story-based game like Nano Assault was and more of just a score attack game. And it, it I think gets real hard. in a sense, the Miiverse community helps, though, with that score oh, attack. Oh, definitely. Because I, I just remember reading Guillaume, especially. He was posting tips yeah. and tricks and stuff. And that helped me, and I beat a couple of his scores. And, and it also seems like there's <laughs> the... I mean, Guillaume complained about it in his review that there's this kind of random element to the score stuff where it's like if you don't get the right multiplier, the right bonus in the beginning, then you're not going to get a high score. Yeah, you you need, like, the, the multiplier and then the attractor yeah. to, like, attract things. Yeah, too. I mean, it's just kind of like, like, that's also what kind of turned me off is that, like, I wasn't beating my high score because, uh, like, certain levels because I would just, you know, I, I would have gotten that attractor set up in like one of the first ones that I played and even though I got better at the game I just couldn't beat that high score and it just got frustrating um, I, I think uh, there's probably room for, for patching that I think um, maybe tuning it a little better or something like that I don't know I haven't heard anything official but um, I mean I like the game it looks beautiful and it looks really nice on just the gamepad Sonic Racing Transformed, if you have not played it, is the best Mario Kart game to come out since Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> it's also the best single-player kart racing experience I've ever seen. Um, it's real, real good. Um, For a second there, I thought you were going to say it's the best single-player kart racing game on Wii. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, well, that is true, but there's no competition as far as I can think. Yeah. Uh, so, any other Wii U games that we missed that anyone wants to touch on? Um, no, I think... Trine Two was really yeah. good. Oh yeah, Trine Two, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually got Trine Two, and it's yeah, I'm 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 not sure how far in I am on it, but it's it's pretty good. The controls are a little floaty, but I like it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, are you playing it on the gamepad or are you using the? TV I've used as well? both. I think it works a lot better just using the gamepad because of the, the touch control. Yeah, I, I would agree. Going back and forth is kind of a hassle. Yeah, I'm a little offended. There's been no mention of your shape, fitness evolved. Oh, oh, do, do I mean, tell. Where's Funky tell. Barn worked, guys? Worked very dude, hard on that. Your review. video review is the best thing to happen with the Wii U launch. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen my video review of your shape, fitness evolved, check it out. You can find it on YouTube or NintendoGoldReport.com. Um, it's actually pretty good. I, all in all, I mean, it, it's, if you are looking for a workout game while waiting for We Fit You, you, you won't go wrong with this. There's a lot of stuff to do, um, from like crumping and dance cardio to, uh, just regular cardio crumping. or strength training or yoga or all kinds of nonsense. Um, and I love like just some of the social implementations. Like if you've got friends who play, it'll show you, uh, their progress and then you can like try to beat their score in the workouts they've done, which is pretty cool right from like the main menu. Um, and there's, everything's unlocked right from the beginning. There's no, like, going through yeah. lesser routines to get to the more difficult stuff, which is cool. So, like, you can just jump to what you're comfortable with. Uh, the only thing is it just does a terrible job of tracking your progress because it uses the Wii Remote to gauge how well you're doing the activities, which, uh. as you can guess, is just completely inaccurate. So, that, that's the only downside is it's like, 
it will give you a really bad score, and you're, like, doing everything perfectly. So that's a bummer, but if you just ignore that, it's actually a pretty good workout game. So I've been surprised with that. I'm really excited for We Fit You, as as an aside. Um, I like the balanced minigames that they have in that at E3, where I think probably outside of Nintendo Land, the coolest things that use the gamepad at E3. Um, I, I think the coolest thing is a little pedometer that's going to yeah. come with it. That'll I mean, I just, track your I just progress think, outside of the game. I mean, I, I, I just think that game will be really fun. Um, I enjoyed the first one kind of for that same reason, that, like, I used it, you know, used it to do, like, the little exercises and the yoga and stuff, and then I had a lot of fun with the balance games. Like, uh, I got into some competitions with friends where we would do, I think it was a ski jump thing and try to beat our high scores. The ski jump was yeah. fun, yeah. Uh, so we're going to close this out by talking about two two final eShop games that came out at the end of the year. That's Escape Vector from No, which is real, real good. Um, it's, I guess it's kind of best described as sort of like Pac-Man, but like meets Tron on acid or something like that. Unless Tron, you could be construed as being on acid already. I don't know. Um, but there's, there's a ton of content in this game. It's 10 bucks. Uh, if you, if you like kind of retro stuff like that, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's got this addicting arcade feel to it with online leaderboards that update decently well, um, kind of on the fly. So yeah, uh, check this game out. I think it's very, very good. It's hard to explain though. (laughs) <laughs> and the last game, uh, pretty much the last Nintendo release of 2012, was Fluidity Spin Cycle, which, uh, you know, from Curve Studios, the guys who brought you Fluidity. Um, I was kind of disappointed by this game, but it's still really good. Uh, it's it's like 12 bucks, so it's, it's pretty pricey. But there's a lot of game in here. This is the kind of game that, like, Nintendo would have released at retail, in all honesty, in, like, you know, the DS or the Game Boy Advance era. Um... But it's it's a it's a really cool game, and I like the the art aesthetic. There is no 3D in this game, which is a little weird, but that's because the whole system is based around tilting it. Um, when you have to tilt it in 360 degrees, though, <laughs> it sucks. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I dug it, but there there are sincere issues with this game. Is anybody else even interested in Fluidity Spin Cycle? I never played the first one, so I don't really have a uh, any. The first one's real cool. Uh, it's it's like kind of like a Metroidvania, water physics water game, um, whereas the second one is level based and it still has those kind of puzzles in it. But it just I, I like the the cohesive world of the first one as opposed to the, the the sporadic levels. Even though some of those levels are crazy, adorable, and inventive. Like one, you're, you know, you're launching a rocket. There's there's like an entire world with dinosaurs in it, which is fun. Um, I like it. Uh, yeah, I just don't need. I had no idea what to think about this game. Just following your roller coaster yeah. of emotions surrounding it on Twitter. Yeah, it was kind of like this is <laughs> like, like it was crushingly disappointing, and then it got a lot better yeah. once the levels kind of like the design got sharper. Because the first world is kind of a joke. Um, well, yeah, like your first Twitter, your first tweet was basically just like, "I'd rather be blind than play this yeah. game," and then it slowly got better. Yeah. <laughs> like it gets a lot better as you get through the game, but it's still. Yeah. I mean, the controls really hamper it. Right, right, with the rotating the whole system, yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, any any final thoughts on 2012 as a whole as we wrap this mammoth segment up? 
Well, it's funny because we did the first half last week, and I feel like we burnt through it really quick because yeah. we did we did Tyler and Danny's top five before we talked about the first half of the games that came out in, in twelve, and that segment was like maybe an hour. No and I was games already came going, out. Yeah, and yeah. I've been going an hour and a half, and there was just a lot to talk about. And maybe it's because some stuff's recent, and some of the later stuff on Wii U we all played, but it, it seems like two thousand twelve was definitely backloaded, which with a, a console release year, I guess that's what's yeah, and also that's but. what happens. Generally, um, the fall is packed. Yeah. I, you know, I, I tweeted this, but I wish with the Wii U launch, some of these releases would have been staggered somewhat. Because oh, totally. while the launch was so great, it made December seem so empty. Dude, dude January, <laughs> like, what the and Even fuck? now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Even continuing into Although, now. I mean, because I mean, you, you look at Europe, and, like, they're, you know, they have Ninja Gaiden, I think, is came came out or is coming out soon. Sing Party was coming out this month. Scribble Knots is coming out the beginning of February. Like they really spread it out, and in in uh, North America, like there were a couple shitty games that came out like two weeks after the system launched, and other than that, there has been nothing. It's been I, it's been dangerous, almost two months since a relevant release came out on Wii U. I'm dangerously close to downloading Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. Just like <laughs> I just I'm curious, man. But like well, like, I, like, like like that's kind of fucked up. Like we haven't even gotten a new eShop game. Since, right, since like every November every 18th. week, I'm like ready for right. Every week, I'm ready for the email. Even this week, it was like all that they highlighted was two demos. That yeah, came out like that's depressing. <laughs> and like I get, you know, I mean, with the 3ds, you know, it took a while for for the the ball to get rolling. But like, can't you do something? There was nothing. Yeah, I I, I love that all the uh, third party stuff came right away. You know, that was already on other platforms. But I wish for the exclusive stuff that would have just staggered it a little yeah. bit. Um, because it just, it, at least maybe even stuff on the eShop, like maybe we didn't need a little Inferno, uh, trying, um, and everything, you know, like right away. Maybe that stuff should have been spread out at least, but yeah, it, it's just like a void now up until like what Rayman comes out next month. Yeah. That's the next, that's the next thing. Not even big thing. That's just the next thing. <laughs> so, but maybe some poor planning there as much as that launch looked awesome. I think the it launch was, the launch so was right pretty now. fantastic. It's just like. They, I mean, I feel like a fool for ever thinking that they might be, you know, they might be worth believing when they're like, we're not going to make it barren. We learned our lesson. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. Like, stop right. being an asshole. Like, <laughs> oh, these games are all launch window. Yeah, eat a dick, Nintendo. Come on. Like, <laughs> Toki Tori was supposed to come out. I don't know. Well, well, they actually, uh, Toki Tori, that, that, is, that is completely on the development team. Not saying that, like, Oh, you know, they let yeah, it slip, yeah. but like I think that game got a lot bigger than they thought it was gonna be. So that's uh yeah. last I heard that's Q one. Um and then Zen Pinball, like that got pushed to January. Who knows what's going on with that? Um but like we haven't even heard anything about like games coming out on Wii U in quarter one. Like retail games. Like nothing. Right. And all this shit that was, oh, the launch window, like, guess what? Most of the important things are delayed. Like, where's the Wonderful 101? Where's We Fit You? Where's Pikmin 3? Oh, wait, two of those are already guaranteed to be delayed. Yep. What about Bayonetta? Uh, well, Bay- Bayonetta 2 is not coming out for a that. while. That They've been upfront about okay. that. I think it's loosely... Okay. T- it's it'll I, be out this year, probably. It's either TBA or 2013. I think it'll... As, as the predictions I made last week, I think it'll be out in October. Um... I think that's pretty realistic, unless the Wonderful 101 gets pushed back, in which case I think Bayonetta will be early 2014. Yeah, so Rayman's next, and then yeah. I'm excited oh, for yeah, the yeah. I forgot, I forgot Rayman. We do have a release date for Rayman. 
Yeah, and then I'm excited for the Aliens game, even though that most recent trailer didn't look that great, but I'm still yeah, looking and forward that, to it. I know it's cross-platform, or, you know, it's on multiple it's supposed to be coming but... out the same day as everything else, which is February 13th, something like that. Cool. If, that, if that's coming out for Wii U the same time as everything else, I'll probably get that because I'll be depressed because there will be nothing else to play on my new system. Yeah, I think and there's should is there be... a release date for Lego nope. City Stories yet. Sorry. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nintendo has not said <laughs> dick about their Q1 lineup for Wii U. 3DS is mapped out. Yeah, like we least... know what's going on with that. They ignored January. Lego's got to be coming out soon because they're advertising it. Like if I buy a game, there's an advertisement for it in that box. Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah. That's... Was that was that maybe supposed to be a launch game and then it was supposed to be I think a December it... game and it got pushed back. Okay, because yeah, it is in everything. It's it's very heavily advertised for a game that's not even confirmed for when yeah. it's coming out yet. It's it's Q one. <laughs> giving out the pre order, but like already? we're getting to a point where we're halfway through January. That means we're you know we're a sixth of the way through Q one, and they're not going to like announce this March first. So like, yeah. if we don't hear anything about Lego City Undercover in like the next couple weeks, like that shit ain't coming out in March. If it Maybe is the summer game, it's probably the summer game. Then, like, what? What about Pikmin? Like, what the hell? Like, do they have like? I, ex- I think they'll use Pikmin and Lego to bookend the summer. I mean, it's just like there's nothing in Q1, and I get like there's not usually anything, but there like we had a better Wii lineup in Q1 last year. We had a really good yeah. Wii lineup: Rhythm Heaven and fucking Mario Party Nine. Like, that's awesome. I mean, that was all that came out on Wii Wii all year, but. Well, Xenoblade, yeah, yeah. which I guess that was April, ostensibly but... almost a Q1 game. Um, but like, yeah. there's, there's, it's, it's awful. It sucks. Like, and, and granted, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I played a ton of Wii U, and I know people are probably still enjoying their launch games. And I had the the fortunate slash unfortunate thing of having to burn through a lot of them quickly for reviews. Um, but like, really, it's like I haven't outside of playing in our Madden League. Like, I'm not really playing my Wii U anymore. Nope, I use it to watch Hulu and Netflix, and that shit. Is, I'm playing my PlayStation Three more than my my brand new uh, my brand new Wii U. I'm playing NBA Jam. Yep. Uh, that's free. <laughs> I, I downloaded Mega Man Nine and Ten. I'll probably play them just for the hell of it. That's what I got. Yeah, do this dude. PlayStation yeah. Plus is yeah. the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> that's fifty. I still I, I, I might burn through Bioshock Two <laughs> one of these days, and I'm playing The Last Story, so I am playing something on my Wii U. But that's about it. A Wii game yeah. in Wii mode, <laughs> which is is less less janky than I thought it would be. I finally transferred yeah. all my stuff over there. Um, you know when um when people on your friends list and are online, but it just shows a question mark. Are they in Wii mode? Is that what that no, means? I, I think that might be like they're playing a game that you haven't looked at at all. Because I noticed when Andy was playing Zombie U, uh, when like he was reviewing it and burning through it, um, he would come up as as a question mark until I put Zombie U into my system and downloaded that first update. Oh, really? Yeah. Weird. So that could, okay. that they are probably playing a game that is an online game that they would have to download an update and you haven't downloaded that update. And then oh, Alex Alex weird. had it for Assassin's Creed when he was playing that for review. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, maybe that's changed now. Maybe yeah. even just a system update changed that because I don't think I see the question marks as much anymore. But, but yeah. I mean, beating a dead horse, but Wii U Q1 is looking barren. I mean, like, Rayman, don't get me wrong, Rayman looks so awesome. But, oh, like, it's gonna be that is... That and Aliens isn't even confirmed for when it's coming out. Like that, Rayman is literally the only Wii U game that we know of for certain that is coming out in the next three months. 
I wonder if that got pushed back to kind of make things less empty now because that was supposed to be a launch yeah. game. So I think I, I think maybe. I I believe the company line that that was delayed because they needed to finish it up because that that was a tight development schedule. I guess it was weird that that was in the Wii U demo stations yeah. too. You know, I don't know, just very bizarre. But 2012, yeah, it got better. Yeah, good year at the end. Good obviously. year for 3DS. Pretty strong. Yeah, and the Wii U yeah, the Wii U launch was good. Games. I mean, it's just looking ahead. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not that I'm, like, nervous about the Wii U like I am the Vita. Because, like, the... Dude, the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would Like, I really, <laughs> I really like the Vita a whole lot. It's just that, like, I'm terrified that this system won't have many games ever. Um, You're terrified, what, that the Vita won't have many games? That, yeah, the Vita. The or Vita. The, oh, like, okay, I mean, yeah, the Wii yeah. U will be fine. It's just that, like, I'm annoyed right now because I want some kind of definitive, like, this yeah. game is coming out when. I mean, shit, if Nintendo could make the Wii last six years and released a, a, some really great games, there's no excuse for the Wii yeah. to not, you know, between third parties, now being able to port their games over to, to the Wii U and then original content, too, so. So, yeah, um, that is uh, a long-winded that Nintendo year. We will never <laughs> yeah. we will never do another one like this until probably the end of 2013. <laughs> we will always keep them Nintendo year. published. Yep. All right, later. <laughs> Peace. See ya. Hey everybody, Alex here, and I am with my fellow Pokemon fan, Josh Max. I prefer to think of us as Poke Fanatics. I agree, and I have been eagerly anticipating this day like Christmas, because, as Josh knows, today came the announcements of Pokemon X and Pokemon Y. Yeah, and I just want to say straight after that, I like it. I like how they are moving away from the colors. I don't know, just X and Y though, it feels... Cool. I don't know. I mean, I hope it it doesn't become a gender thing. So, I think, coming away from this, I have two major feelings about this. Um, I guess if you don't know what this is, there's the trailer, there's the Pokemon Direct I put up an article this morning. There's all the information you need. Uh, Two things to take away from this. The first is that the graphics jump... It's basically like we went two generations ahead. Like, they just skipped the sixth generation and went straight to the seventh. Oh, yeah. It's it's incredible. I mean, I, I really love, uh, from what we've seen so far, I mean, hopefully that's not the cream of the crop. Hopefully that's just, you know, some some middle gameplay shots and we get, you know, a lot better in there as well. Because, so, I don't know, this this may be something that could just blow us away. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, as a Pokemon fan who clearly listens to podcasts from time to time, I'm sure you hear a lot of shit where people say, like, oh, I wish they would just make a console RPG Pokemon already, um, and they just and they just moved away from the handheld. Yeah, I mean, you know, they did it with Fire Emblem, so they, everyone's yeah. now going, why not Pokemon? Except on the 3DS. And the Fire Emblem ones were, like, great. They were great, and, it, and the graphics didn't matter on those. I know. Maybe it's just me. And uh, it's so everyone wanted this console RPG to provide the ultimate Pokemon experience, and they're finally giving us it while putting it on handheld. So they're basically satisfying both parties at the same time. 
Oh yeah, and I'm I'm really excited about this because uh, everyone's everyone's been saying that you know ever since uh, Fire Emblem made the jump from handheld to you know the Wii. Right. Everyone's been you know crying out for Pokemon to, to to follow it. They're like, oh well, Fire Emblem was amazing. Why not do that with Pokemon? You'd still do it. You know, just as much of a of uh, content. And you know what? I've always been happy with it being a handheld game. I think that's where it belongs. I've played some mm-hmm. of the ones on the main consoles. And I don't know. I mean, they're, they're good. I just like the... I think that they stand out more as, as handhelds. And I think that this game will... Can have... This game has the potential to be the penultimate Pokemon experience we've been waiting for. Oh, yeah. Like, especially with the... uh the battles now, how they're not like these disgusting sprites that are moving and like you can see the blocky. Now it's like Pokemon Stadium, but cell shaded. Hey, 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 I like the sprites sometimes. Wait, no, I'm talking about Generation 5 where they uh, oh, okay. where they were moving and you could see the pixels and stuff. Uh, yeah. And they were kind of gross. I don't know how I felt about that. Fanboy. I don't know how I felt about it, I'm sorry. Um, oh yeah. So the other thing I'm coming away from this announcement with is a little bit of caution because there were some things about the trailer which make me just a tiny bit worried, like um, how this is the second shortest gap between generations, uh, not counting the g- jump between the second and third, and this is looks way better than every single Pokemon game that has ever come out. <laughs> So part of me is a little scared that they could skimp on content or something. I mean, I was uh, I was expecting this to be a remake of Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. And then last night, I like somebody posted on some weird forum site. I got forwarded it, and it was essentially this, except they said there would be three versions released at the same time. This is going to be fully three D rendered. Um, it's going to be a new storyline. The storyline not going to be it's not going to be as based on story as the previous games. Oh, the Pokemon Space thing. Uh, no, the, uh, the Space Colony with the uh, the digital Eevee. Oh yeah, there was that. It wasn't a digital space. Co- it wasn't a space colony, but there was a digital Eevee. Yeah, I re- I read that thing. Yeah, I actually love the rumors of this. Like it's it's generating, and there's the crazy stuff like Pokemon Rainbow, where it would be four generations in one. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I read that and I'm like, you know what? I would totally, I, I read it and I realized I would totally be okay with the story being a little less, like, them sacrificing a little bit of story mm-hmm. for, for, for what we're getting visually. Because there's also been rumors flying around that this is going to be more of a free roaming thing. Like, there will be boss, or there will be gym leader, leaders, there will be an evil team. But it will be more free roaming than any other Pokemon game before. There won't be a set. It won't be as linear. And like I think, like proof of that already is that if you notice the way the uh, the characters mo- are moving, because it's not really a sprite anymore. It's a model. Yeah. If and you notice how they're moving, it's not a grid anymore. It's free three D movement. And that's what's exciting about this. Is and you know what I I know that I personally would sacrifice some things for all this. And I know that everyone else is going to be willing to do that too. Where I'm hoping that they don't, because after okay. Black and White, they showed, "Hey, we have the ability to make a great game overall. Like we have a great story, we have a great gameplay, we have great everything. We can reinvent Pokemon if we wanted to." 
and then they did it again, apparently, for the sixth generation. Yeah, and that's, I mean, Pokemon, we're still going to get, you know, three starters. Fire, uh, water, and grass. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, you know, we're just, I'm sure there's still going to be, you can get 150 at first. And I'm sure there's still going to be a Pokedex and Pokeballs and all that stuff. And you're going to get what you usually get. But it also, you know, it looks like they're they're innovating too. Like this is this is a whole new Pokemon, and it looks incredible. And I'm also kind of glad that they're doing a a new Pokemon game before they do the Ruby and Sapphire remakes, because while I thought it would look cool for Ruby and Sapphire to be on the Generation Five Black and White engine, I think Ruby and Sapphire is going to be like a whole new game when it goes on the uh, the Pokemon X and Y, uh, fully 3D graphics. Yeah, like I can wait a couple of years for that. I I'm, I might even actually I might I might even buy the Ruby and Sapphire remake if it looks like this. You might. I might. <laughs> Would you ever consider not buying it? Yes, because like, I hate Ruby and Sapphire. We've been over this. You don't hate it. You just like it the least. Okay, it's true. I don't hate it. Well, I dislike it. Really? Yeah. Well, this that's another podcast for another time. <laughs> but I do okay. want to ask, if I may, if I may, yeah, sure. Ask, which starter are you going to go with? Are you going to go with okay, Chespin, so... the the Grass Squirrel, Fennekin, yeah. the Firefox, or Froakie, the Water Frog thing that kind of looks like he has a mustache? It's weird for me. I think these starters are pretty much the best they've been since Gold and Silver. N- not to say that any of the other ones were bad, but I think these are the best since then. I think Froakie looks awesome. I think he's the best-looking frog Pokemon we've had. I think Fennekin, I kind of like him better than Vulpix. Chespin is just whatever. I, I could give or take Chespin. Uh, all I know is that I'm going with Fennekin. I know this. I'm going with Froakie. I'm going with Fennekin. And Fennekin's going to win. Well, you got the fire type. Yeah, well, I mean, look at her. She's adorable. Yeah, but I mean, actually, you know what? The interesting thing about this, I guess this sort of loops with it is that the uh the battle sequences with all three of the starter pokemon yeah i uh fennekin was using some kind of psychic move i noticed yeah i saw that i was very excited well froakie was using a move that kind of looked like close combat yeah something like that. so i'm wondering if they'll have it be like froakie's got water over fennekin but uh fennekin's got the psychic and froakie's uh has psychic as its secondary type so it'll be sort of a back and forth thing. Yeah, that would be really cool. And Chespin's just grass. Chespin's garbage. Oh no, Chespin would be grass and uh, fighting. Oh well, no. Or no, it's, dark. It's still grass garbage. and dark. I'm sorry. Like kind of a shift tree kind of thing. Um, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, it it would definitely be uh, a good upset to the traditional three types and that's it well i mean except for the fire fighting thing <laughs> isn't that like three generations going yeah now? that's what i'm saying like it was firefighting and charizard was was it dragon or was it flying he was he and typhlosion were fire only and then the next three were firefighting i think no 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 charizard is something else too flying yeah that's it flying flying i'm like cause he's okay. not really a dragon type but he knows dragon rate whatever yeah so, a few other things I picked up from the trailer. Uh, the architecture, the towns, they look like they're evolving too. 
because of the uh, the different camera angle, these towns look like real towns and cities, and you can like see them from afar now out of the route. Yeah, and I mean they they played around with that a little bit in black and white and with different camera angles. With uh, like when you cross the city. Yeah, when you're crossing the bridge and all that stuff. Yeah. And it worked, and I think that was them kind of feeling out the waters. And did you uh, did you pick up the rollerblades while he was going through that Paris like city? Yup, looking at the picture right now, actually. Yeah. Um, the character models. It, did you play Dragon Quest Nine? Yes, I did. I really enjoyed. Don't it. the models remind you exactly of Dragon Quest Nine and make you maybe think that there might be a uh, a character customization shimmied in? I never thought that, but that would make me really happy. Well, yeah. Like even if it's just like uh um, what I call it? Like even if it's just like cha- you have one of three hats, you have one of three. Uh, shirts. You have one of three pants. Like I would still mm-hmm. be, I, or you have one of four haircuts. I would still be over the moon. Um, yeah. And there, you know, Nintendo was was very upfront about being about saying this is you. Everyone's going to get this on the same day, which is awesome. It's. Oh, well, I don't know if it's going to be the same day. I think it's going to be the same month, and they'll try to play around with it because I'm pretty sure that uh, Japan, North America, and Europe all released di- games on different days. Yeah, but it's, I mean, with with Japan and, with, well, with Japan and North America, I think it can be the same day. With Europe, I think it okay. has to be within the same, I think it can be within the same week. And with Australia, just here's hoping it's in the same month. And then uh, Pokey Beach, the, uh, the fan site, they're pretty good. Yeah. They posted that apparently this uh, this simultaneous release thing has been in the works for seven years. No, I'll believe that. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool, not only because we won't have to wait six months or even three months like with Black and White 2, but now there won't be six months where we have to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Now we'll just get it within a week or two, which is really great. Yeah, and, and uh, oh, as, I was, uh, as I was saying, it's like, you know, since everyone's getting this on the same day, Nintendo is very upfront about being like, this is where everyone's going to play it together. And right. that leads me to thinking there's going to be some customization because they're not just going to say, hey, everyone, play with everyone else who looks exactly like you. Go to the global trading system where everyone's asking for a Mewtwo for a Rattata. Like, it sounds like there's going to be a whole nother level to this because, like, with Pokemon Dream World, where you actually kind of interact with other people, you know, you went to their uh, dream homes and traded stuff and what are their plans. It sounds like you might get an experience like that on your actual system. I definitely think they're getting ready for uh, an evolution of, like, the whole internet in- infrastructure in the games. Yeah. Especially when it opened with that awesome Pikachu animation, and then you saw, like, on top of that Eiffel Tower thing, it was, like, all these beams going across the world. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, th- yeah. I think I think this they're, they're gearing up for something big. Um, the other thing, the, just one last thing I think we should talk about, right. are the new legendary Pokemon. The guys that are clearly going to be the uh, the mascots. There's that bird, like, flying giant thing that uh, that is shaped like the Y. Yeah. Which looks really cool. And then there's the awesome elk forest god. Yeah. The, uh, the, the X on its face. A little, a little Miyazaki over there. Yeah. I was, I was thinking Princess Mononoke as soon as I saw it. Um, has that changed which version you think you're going to get? I mean, I didn't really know the difference, but I guess I'm going to go for Y? Why is going to be the flying thing? Yeah, I'm exactly. Almost, it's I like can almost guarantee. I, I mean, really, what what it comes down to is the version exclusive Pokemon. That's what it always comes yeah. down to. 
And I, I mean, right now, out of those two, I kind of want the flying guy just because he looks like a badass. But I mean, I could change because with they go with black and white, what determined it was was Magmar and Electabuzz. That's what it all came down to to me. And I was like, who do I want more? And I said, oh, I'm going to want Electabuzz, obviously, because I'm going to have a fire starter. And that was it. That was the whole deciding factor for me. And then the funny thing was, in the uh, the pre-release black and white, when you saw Zekrom, which was black, and Reshiram, which was white, you thought, oh, Reshiram's going to be white version, and uh, Zekrom's going to be bl- black version. But they totally switched it. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was cool. And then I just kind of... And and this is also one one last thing. Maybe you'll appreciate. Yeah. Um, so you know, so you, I I know that you. I'm not even assuming. I just know that you did the whole upload your completed game from black or white two and or from black and white into black or white two, and then there are the flashbacks and they talk about your first character. Yeah. Well, I named myself Josh in just about every one, and so when the flashbacks came, I'm like, are they talking about? me now or are they talking about me in the past and i hated that so in this new one i know i'm going to be naming myself something different for the first time in five generations and i think that just speaks to how great it is that we're going to be getting something new because it's not going to be nine pokemon games on one system anymore this is the first game it's totally new and we have no idea what to expect yeah and i'm excited about that i am too So, I think, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Yeah? Yeah, thanks for joining me, Josh. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, and I'll see you fine folks later. listening and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget you can send your listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com and if you're interested now we've got a little bit of a bonus segment and we're going to do a little discussion on the classic game Lego Island.
everyone, and welcome to this segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Today, I am with Zach Kaplan. Let, let, let go. <laughs> and Don Koopman. Let, 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 let go. And you haven't, if you haven't guessed so far, um, you must be deaf, because we are talking about Lego games. Woo! Um, we've got the recent announcement of the upcoming Lego Marvel game, and then, of course, there's the uh, upcoming Wii U um, you know, Lego City Lego Undercover. City Undercover. I always forget that name. Lego City Undercover. How can you uh, forget that name? I keep getting it mixed up because they call it something else the first Lego time. Lego City didn't... Stories, just yeah. like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, huh. so I keep thinking that, and then I know it's not that, and then I just completely forget. So Lego City Undercover, we've got those games coming up. And I um, thought it might be fun to talk about Lego. Um, these two, Don and Zach, have played a lot of very old Lego games, whereas I've played some of the more recent ones. So we're going to talk a little bit about everything. Um, the very first Lego game was Lego Island from 1997, and Zach and Don have both played it. Don played it this morning, so <laughs> why don't you guys talk about that a little bit? Uh, jeez, where should we start? Um, well, what what is it exactly? Because I don't even know. It's an open world island where only three people live on the well, like a hundred people live on the island, but there's only like three homes, which I don't know. But anyways, and... <laughs> well, they, fi- no, they fixed that in the sequel. They did? Yeah. See, I, the only old Lego game I played was Lego Island, but I played I played the shit out of that. Uh, I, I, I just love the characters on that island. Um, the Brickster. The Brickster. And, uh, and they assume, I think the people, the Lego group, when they were developing the game, or whoever developed it, they assume that all children have dyslexia. <laughs> Wait, why? Because to actually... St- initiate the real story of the game you have to play as this pizza delivery dude the dude with the food and um uh, pepper, pepperoni. pepperoni yeah yeah whatever his name is and no, really, um, his, his name is pepper and then um and then mark and then roni <laughs> and um so and so to initiate the story part of the game you have to deliver a pizza to the jail cell where the brickster is because apparently you can order pizza from jail and um the kid can't read it correctly because there's a sign that says like do not open or something like that but he can't read it because it's all mixed up no letters are jumbled so he lets it's, him out uh, it's it's it, it's just like p i s a z yeah to, it's something yeah. weird but um when you first stop the start the game you get introduced to this character called the infomaniac who is this eccentric old guy in the information center, and he guides this, guides yourself through the island, gives you information, uh, you sign up, and then you start to do all the different missions across the island. So one of them is uh, the pizza delivery. Uh, another one is where you has to, have to act as um, as a hospital guy and pick up with uh, pick up people up with the ambulance. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's all. It's done. It seems very regular scenarios, but then they put the Lego humor on top of it. It's the first time they actually put Lego on top of humor. Humor on top of Lego. Jeez, I'm struggling over my words there. <laughs> but it's um, that makes it so fun because you have these characters over all their very special, you could say, very special personalities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for example. This guy called Bill Ding, <laughs> and and he always says when he comes in, "I'm building, and you're building." <laughs> and then uh, 
he basically sits you with all the building stuff, uh, like vehicle stuff in the game. So you build like a race car, and he comes in and do his uh, little stand-up routine, and then you go ahead and build. Um, and you can also actually race in that car and participate in various race events, which are also kind of crazy, because they go to a separate universe to go and play them. Yeah, that never made any sense. Not, <laughs> not nothing in the game really makes sense, but and now is it is it like an open world game? I mean, you're just running around and like open world as to the extent a 1997 PC sure. kids game would be. Sure. Yeah. Huh. Now, Zach, I'm conf- Zach. How old are you? I am 15. 15. So, how did you play this game? Like, cause My... this this came out when you were born. born yeah. Well... Jesus. <laughs> My brother got it for his birthday, so then one year, and then I, when I grew up, I started playing it, and I played this, like, up until fourth grade, maybe. Okay. So it was just a game, like, your family just kind of had around the house that you yeah, just eventually played? Yeah, so I played, played it yeah. a lot. Huh. played this and Walt Disney World Explorer. Look it okay. up. It's a good game. Yeah, it's it's I, not a game, but it's No, I know. Mike Sklens would probably have something to say about that game, if he's editing this, so he's probably right now shaking his head, or... Or nodding in an agreement, or I don't know. That game's bad, right? Or, or is it any good? It, well, it's it's that's a different story. Okay, I huh. thought so. <laughs> How about that? A bonus segment some other time. Sure, I'm sure <laughs> Mike would love to do that. But um, so it, now the upcoming Lego game is it tied to this universe at all? Uh, I don't uh, think so. No. Okay. Okay, I didn't think so either, but... And then but there was it was a sequel there, to this game. Yeah, it was a sequel to this game. That was more of an... It was more of an adventure game, basically. So, it st- sets up the same... You And this time, you're only one character. You are Pepper. Um, In the original, you can play... You are like police persons. You are like... Uh, um, the pizza makers, and you are Pepper. Um, in the sequel, you could only play as Pepper. Um... And the story surrounds him as he delivers a pizza to Brickster again, who breaks out of cell um, and again. still, yeah, again, and destroys the entirety of Lego Island by taking off the bricks of all the houses and scattering um, the information, the blueprints of those houses around different areas of the Lego world. Hmm. That game was on the Game Boy Color and the PlayStation One too, besides the PC. The sequel? Yeah, and it was on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, wow, yeah, look at that. You're right. I huh. ne- I never played it on the Nintendo system, though. I only played it on PC. Um, and maybe that was also the best experience of those. I never played it on the system, so I can't really compare. Um... PC Master Race. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, um, like, the first world you enter after LEGO Island is this... Um, this medieval battle arena, and the the bridge is destroyed, so the two opposing camps can't fight each, each other anymore, and all hilarity will ensue. Now, was there are there any elements from Lego Island that have like carried over to the recent Lego games? Are they in any way? Would you say even comparable, or just not at all? I, I don't think they ever went back to t- that kind type of game, actually, which is kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe in some way or fashion you will see something back of it in the in the upcoming LEGO game. Uh, because, um, to be frank, 
they haven't done an open world game again in forever. Yeah. Well, wasn't Lego Batman two kind of open world? It, it was it's like quasi kinda, open world. It, it yeah. kind of was, but it kind of wasn't. So yeah. is it worth just getting on the 3DS and skipping the open world, or? Oh, you haven't played it? No, I no. wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't say that. I, I, I mean, I haven't played the 3DS version. Um, so I is guess... this like the same thing, but just no open world Gotham? But, but the open world Gotham is kind of fun. Like, I mean, there's a lot of exploring to do, and that's where you unlock all the extra like characters, and you can find things. Yeah. But there's no like you don't get like missions necessarily like while going around the open world stuff. So it's not a necessity. It's not but... a sandbox. Yeah, I mean it is, but there's it's not like there's. It's... Much it's a to limited there. sandbox. Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say that, but it's still pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, you could probably you could probably survive without it, as long as the 3ds version has all the voice acting. That that's the most important part. Yeah, it does. So. Okay, good because that the voice acting is so good. The it's so funny. That's why they made it in the Blu-ray movie. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's what Neil was telling me last time I brought that game up. Yeah, that, they're basing a whole movie off of it. So. So it's just basically good. putting them the cutscenes on a disc. It, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first Lego movie. Uh, they did a Lego Star Wars movie, like a uh, with talking. It was really? called Lego Star Wars: The Padawan Menace. Hmm. Huh. And then they did Lego Star Wars: The Empire Strikes. But let's let's be really honest here. Everything with Star Wars flies these days. Everything flies. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess that's it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, that we still we still have to have our bonus segment about yeah. about your favorite Star Wars movies because that is that is a discussion to have, but not so right now. Back to Lego games. Do you yeah. mind if I go down this list of other releases? Well, yeah, I was gonna say like I I just earlier just today. Quickly. Yeah, that's fine. But I just want to preface it earlier today. I was like, okay, we're gonna talk Lego. So let me look at the list of Lego games. And I knew you guys wanted to talk about Lego Island. I was like, but after Lego Island, there can't be too much more. Until you get to, like, Star Wars and all the, like, the recent popular games. I was like, there's probably a few Bionicle games or something. But looking at this list, there are a ton of games. So go ahead, Zach. Why, why don't you read some off? All right. So there, 1998, we got Lego Chess, which I assume was playing chess. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think so. Yeah. It was more interesting, though, because Lego Chess, um, it was actually... Different types of sets based on different types of Lego characters. So we have oh, yeah. you had these various animations of like uh, the Indians and like the cowboys and uh, pirates and what have you. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, the '90s was like the premier time to have you know IP themed chess games. Like I remember Star Wars chess. I really loved Hercules chess. I Hercules that. chess. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, that was very very popular in the '90s. This seems like a game you would get like in a box of cereal. Or maybe in a Lego set. I don't know. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so don't what was that Lego insult chess? my childhood. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Just saying. All right. So after Lego chess, we got Lego Creator, mm-hmm. and then the weirdly named Lego Loco, which I assume is about a Lego addict. Maybe with that name. It it it, it was um a virtual world based around trains. Yeah, I'm, I just pulled it up. Here we go. Oh, I'll locomotion. Redu- I thought it yeah. was like crazy. I'll, regi- I'll read you the, uh, the description here. Lego Loco is a Lego-branded children's computer game for the Microsoft Windows platform. It you really simple- have to say that? It, yes. It is a simple <laughs> open-ended construction game with a slight emphasis on rail transport. The aim of the game is to construct a town in which Lego people can live. So it's almost like SimCity, it sounds like. Um, yeah, it's a bit but, like SimCity. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it looks pretty cool. 
Then there was Lego Friends in 1999. Then- Which I can, all, I can only assume is the first, it predates Lego Star Wars. I think this was a Lego game based on the television show Friends, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no. So it's Lego Ross and Lego Rachel. Will they, won't they? I can only remember it was about this fictional town I never played it. I think it was more towards females. <laughs> well, um, Wikipedia classifies it as an educational game, so that might be right. Um, then there was, uh, what, for the men playing on their computers to learn about females? <laughs> no, I just don't think men like to learn. Oh, um, then next was Lego Racers. Heck yeah, Lego Racers. I've heard good and bad things about that one. And this actually came to a bunch of platforms apart from Do you PC, guys this... know it's made by High Folded Shuffer? Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. The conduit. <laughs> the game nobody played, except me. I, I played play it. Conduit. I think a no lot of people didn't conduit play this sequel. Exactly. Not a lot of people put the sequel. Or Captain America. But that's uh, next to Lego Island. That's the series I have the most memories of because it, it also had a story. Um, this versus battle where you make your own character against this evil character. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you fight all these crazy made tracks based on Lego universes. It was quite fun to play, actually. Hmm. Um, I think it's important. Fo- I don't think the, the first one really holds up after all this time. Sure. Uh, the second one kind of does. Kind well, of. I, I think it's important to point out, too, this is the first that came to a platform besides PC. Um, apart from the PC, it also came to the PlayStation, N64, and Game Boy Color, of all things. I never played it on Game Boy Color. I played it, I played it on PC and N64, and the last time I played it was, I think, on N64. Oh, okay. Um, it, it was alright. Um, not f- I mean, if you go back to it now... Um, the type of power ups they had were very basic. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they had were all like, bricks. well, the, no, they were very basic like shields. Uh, there was like a, a thick speed boost. There was were mines, but they all uh, came in bricks. Yeah, but they, they, sure. but they, but yeah, but they weren't very special in terms of uh, making your opponent suffer. Or but couldn't you very interesting. Them? You could, you could level them up to level three, but most of them I didn't found too effective, except for the speed boosts, really. Um, I think the le- the second one really fixed that and made the customization of it also really better. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to go through all of these, but I just wanted to mention Lego Rock Raiders because I assume that's a sexual education game. Rock Raiders was based on another series of Legos, which were oh, okay. early, in early in the early two thousands. Because you know, just, just before, joke, just, before <laughs> the, just before the two thousands, everything was very hyper dimensional. Because almost it was the year two thousand, and then they made Le- Rock Raiders for some reason. I don't know. Well, eventually they made Lego Extreme something. Yeah, but Le- Lego Lego Dungeon uh, Lego. Raiders was an interesting game because it was an RTS actually. Ooh. It was an RT. Oh, really? It was an RTS released on PlayStation. Don't tell South Korea because then they'll steal the game and make it into a sport. <laughs> Get really good at it. Yeah, that, that's not a bad idea. I'm gonna contact them right now. <laughs> that's the new upcoming esport that everyone's gonna love. 
Yeah. Um, it is kind of interesting to look at this because I feel like right now Lego games are kind of, and not not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but they are pretty much all of the same genre, third person action adventure. But seeing yeah. this, it was like they were just taking whatever genre was sort of popular at the time and then just applying Lego to it and, yeah, if and you, shipping it off. Yeah, if you go to the next one actually, or one later on this list, Lego Land was uh, a bit similar to Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh okay. Oh, like you uh, built like a theme park. Okay. Yeah, but it was more. It was more child friendly, and it didn't have like the same terrible results if all shit went wrong. Sure. But just fun. um. Also worth noting was before Lego Harry Potter years one through four, there was Lego Creator Harry Potter. Oh yeah. So yeah. that that was the first license, like a outside license, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah, I mean, there was a Bionicle game before it, but that's still Lego that's a Lego. brand. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think that is the uh, the first there. Now, did did you play that at all, Zach? Nope. Okay. I yeah, just rem- a- um, my brother had got one Christmas. He got like all the Lego Harry Potter sets, okay. and I remember looking in the construction manuals. I remember um, there was like an advertisement for oh, that game sure, and everyone. Sure. So I always wanted it. But. Yeah, that was 2001, and, and Wikipedia labels it as a construction and management simulation, which I don't even know what that, I mean, I don't even know what that would be. I guess you just build build worlds and build things from the uh, Harry Potter universe, I guess. I, I, I um, think I have a CD for it lying around here, but uh, really? I haven't touched it in like, jeez, I don't know how long. Well, <laughs> probably a long time. <laughs> Um, since we're on a limited time schedule, do do we want to skip to the most important Lego game? Well, I wouldn't say the most important, but the one that really defined what the current day Lego games are. And Lego being Lego Star Wars, I assume? Lego Star Wars. Yeah, but because the over, that was 2001, um, the first Lego Harry Potter game, uh, the, the creation one. And yeah, and then like over the next five years, they do release a bunch of different Lego games. Um, a sequel to Lego I- Lego Island, which you guys talked about, and a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, Lego Star Wars, I think, kind of came out of nowhere. And and you're right, definitely defines what we think of now as Lego games. Um, uh, I love the fact that like if you like the prequels, it took place in Dex's diner from Episode Two, which yeah. was so awesome because they didn't have the cantina, which is obviously kind of cooler. But yeah. Uh, even from someone who likes the prequels, I can admit that. Um, but what the cool thing about Lego Star Wars was that it was just really funny while still telling the story of the three movies. That mm. was what made it so unique. And that was all done in Lego. Right, yeah. Just that conviction to theme where everything was made of Lego and things would just bust apart when you hit them with a the lightsaber or a blaster. And and the amount of playable characters, too. You know, I mean, just the fact that you Free pretty play much... Mode. Yeah, you can pretty much play as anyone. <laughs> I mean, any character that you like. Can, from the can I can I say something honest? I never played Lego Star Wars. Really? No shame. No, that, was, I that was the time where I still was in denial about buying any of those games. The Lego games? No, those. Uh, yeah, those uh, third-person action games. Oh, okay. Uh. Yeah, I, I I actually didn't own it, but a friend did, and we played a ton of it together. Because um, the cooperative mode was really great as well. I, I um, didn't step in the fray until uh, the 2008 game Lego Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, which we're we're getting to. They they kind of milked Lego Star Wars for a while after that. So they did the um, the prequel trilogy first, 
Then they went back into the original trilogy, and then they combined the two into one one super game, I guess. <laughs> with some bonus levels. Right, yeah, with some bonus stuff. And then after that, that's when they started to branch out, and then next came um, Lego Batman. Yep. Um, so let's see, so the original Lego Star Wars was 2005, and then they did the original trilogy in 2006, the Complete Saga in 2007, and then in 2008 there was, yeah, Batman and Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones was a weird choice. I, I doesn't seem like a series begging for this kind of treatment. Um, Especially since sure. it only has one good movie. <laughs> Ooh, oh, look at you! Look at you! <laughs> Is it? I, it, it I, it's not Kingdom I, of the Crystal Skull. I'm not that stupid. Okay, I was gonna say you were gonna make a lot of enemies. No, I think uh, the Last Crusade's the best one with Sean Connery. Yes, I'm Sean Connery. Well, that, that's that's the one that is in the original Avengers one, so the 2008 one is actually superior, um, which is unsurprisingly. I didn't like the 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 Lego Indian Jones 2 in 2009 because it was basically based on the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, which is no good for anybody. <laughs> and also they had, this, they had added some terrible modes in that game as well. Yeah. So um, the original is still my favorite of those two. Yeah, the original was better. It's still just a weird choice. I mean, as much as we're talking about like how the Star Wars games were great for all the locales and all the characters you could play as, like Indiana Jones, I don't think is as. I mean, maybe locations, but definitely not necessarily characters. Um, at least not as many. So I thought it was weird, a very weird choice. Yeah. Um, um, back during the music game craze in two thousand nine, we got Lego Rock Band. Either of you right. played that. I yeah um, I, I just uh, transported all my Lego Rock Band songs to Rock Band Blitz. Exactly yeah. Um, I actually played the DS version, which is basically like Rock Band unplugged on the PSP. Mm. Not yeah. too bad. N- not a huge fan of the music choices in that game. A lot of really poppy stuff, but right because it was for kids. I, the one cool thing about it was that you could import all the songs into regular Rock Band. So it, even if you like just the songs. And not the, um, and not the, um, you know, not, not, not necessarily the Lego aesthetic, then you could still, uh, you know, you could still just bring over all the songs. But it was, it was all a lot of, uh, a lot of popular music at the time, <laughs> which is fine. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, this was a surprising one for me when, the, when this was announced. Lego Rock Band. Um, and then next came Lego Harry Potter years one through four. Yeah. Which I thought was I thought was really good actually. They really they revived the Lego Harry Potter brand because they had done the sets before, but mm-hmm. they hadn't been done, doing them for a couple of years at that point, if I'm not mistaken. But they brought but, it back for the game. Right, the, the actual Lego set you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. think after the once the movies got a little further down the road and the you know they weren't got necessarily darker. exactly they weren't kids anymore so much. Then yeah, I think they got away from that. But this definitely did uh, rejuvenate that. And, um, yeah, this was very fun. This is probably the first of these LEGO games that I played, like, completely on my own. Like, I bought and played all the way through. Um, and it I was feel, very good. I feel like around this time, they started fo- focusing more on the games, and the LEGO group did. Like, they would choose sets to make based on what would make a good video game. Because LEGO Pirates of the Caribbean, which came out uh, last year or two years ago now... Um, they didn't have any sets until this game came out, Lego Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was it was fun, but I'm just saying sets wise, it wasn't really as true to the Lego brand because it was more doing it just to make a game. 
Right, right. It didn't evolve from the Legos themselves. Yeah. 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 Or the Lego themselves. Yes. I, uh, I put an S on that. You specifically told us before recording, Lego is plural and singular. Do not say Legos. Yes. So I apologize. You will be forgiven. <laughs> In time. In time. <laughs> um, And then a few games here that I didn't even know existed. Lego Universe. Oh, I, I the only time I played that was at Gamescom. It was an MMO, apparently. Yeah. And and the people kind of and the people out there were hyped about it. They were hyped. Really? Yeah, like try out this new Lego product. Oh, it's is it another um, for person? No, it's a MMORPG. I was like, okay, I'm gonna test this out. After three minutes, I was already confused and walked away. <laughs> so no, don't know if it was good or bad necessarily. Well, the game was only available in German and English, and it only existed from October 26, 2016. No, October 26, 2010 to the 30th of January, 2012. Oh, God. Okay, so that that explains why I don't really know about it. Still not as bad as Family Guy Online. It's not as bad as Family Guy Back to the Multiverse. I don't think anyone played that. That's a recently released game. Nobody should play it. (laughs) And then um, there were a few more LEGO games. LEGO Battles Ninja Go, I guess. Ninjago. Ninjako, is that right? Yeah. Okay, you just tricking me? No, um, no. Okay. And I then, see uh, the advertisements for it, because there's a cartoon on Cartoon Network, and I watch Cartoon Network for The Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Believe there it or go. not. I believe it. <laughs> I <laughs> believe was... it, sadly. <laughs> and then there was a Lego Creationary, which was apparently a puzzle game. I did not know that existed either. Never heard of that. Never yeah. heard of it. It was, uh, looks like, I, oh, it was a, no wonder, it was a iPhone game. It was an iOS. So it's Android. not a real game. No. <laughs> no controller. Okay, I'm not, not going to say game. that. I know that'll <laughs> offend some people. And then uh, they went back to Lego Harry Potter. They did years five through seven, uh, which was very good. I thought, anyway. Um, and then, yeah, I, you mentioned the Pirates of the Caribbean game, Zach. I didn't even know that was a thing, to be honest. That was the second Lego game on 3DS. Oh, Okay. The first okay. one was Lego Star Wars 3. The Clone Wars was a launch game. Okay, yeah, both of those did. Yeah, I spent, both in 2011. I bought that launch day at midnight along with Pilot Wings. And believe it or not, I paid 40 bucks for Steel Diver. Still don't regret it. <laughs> I know you were... Well, well your, your your name on Go Nintendo is Steel Diver, right? Yeah. <laughs> as, as, as is his Miiverse name. Yep. So there you go. Wait, don't say that. Thing. Last time I was on connectivity, I got like 30 friend requests. Oh, really? Well, look yeah. at that. Look at I don't know if that's a good thing. Guy. Uh, it's not a bad thing, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the readers could be, on this it could be, like. It could, be, it could be worse than me. I already have a full friends list. I still get friends request every single day. I know. I feel I feel bad. Like, I'm just almost at 100, and I'm going to have to start turning people away soon. So I hope they raise that limit soon. Thanks, is, is thanks Nintendo. Limit. Yeah, I, good yeah. job. <laughs> and then we get to um, Lego Batman Two, which I think is is the best Batman or the best Lego game to date. That's really? Yeah, I uh, had it on my top five games of this year. Hmm. I mm, no, I I prefer the original. Actually, you prefer the original Lego Batman? Yeah. 
See, I, I love this one just because of the original story, the voice acting. I just find it to be a very. Funny, I, I mean, I mean, game. I mean, I, I like I like it still a lot, but I, I still find something more charming about the original. Hmm. No, I don't know. The original was good too, but there, I just I think the voice acting was it was a good choice and kind of pushes this in a new direction, especially the original story as well. I think those are, are cool elements to uh, to bring to these Lego games, and I hope Fair they continue enough. with that. You know, right. I'd like to see them take familiar IPs and, and do original content with it. It was the first game where it wasn't like, okay, I know everything that's going to happen because it's just retelling the movies or mm. the show or whatever else. So, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. And then, did anyone play Lego Lord of the Rings? Uh, I heard very bad things about it, so I skipped it. Yeah, me too. So I skipped it as well. <laughs> I just started reading The Hobbit today, so no. <laughs> You're gonna read all the books before you. Uh... I have to. Well, I have to read The Hobbit for school. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. I, it's, it's, it's okay. I, oh, I don't think I'm going to like it enough to see the movies, though. You've never seen any of the movies? Nope. Hmm. Look at that. I saw District 9. <laughs> it's Peter well, Jackson. I, I guess so, yeah. I was going to say, what's that was a weird leap to make. Um, yeah, District 9 is very good. I but... saw Bridesmaids. Yeah, also very good. Um, I said 21 Jump Street. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> very funny movie. Uh, you should watch the Lord of the Rings movies. They're, they're good. Isn't it just like three hours of them walking to uh, a mountain? Yeah, if you want to be reductive, yes. I mean, that's essentially... The, that's the clerks, too. Yeah, I know, yeah. He just walks and then shrugs Where, when he And then the they make down. fun of Star Wars Mannequin Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. I think this, this Lord of the Ring t- talk is not um, is not confirmed or um, accepted by me, so <laughs> we uh, continue. <laughs> sure. Um, well, that's that's actually that's it for Lego games currently released. And then yeah, we have Lego City Undercover coming out. Well, they haven't even confirmed it yet, have they? In a couple months. They said early. They said early 2014. So it should okay. be any time, any moment. It could be right now. It could it be might- tomorrow. Might be sitting on store shelves no. right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. I think I will pick this up. It looks cool. I mean, Grand Theft Auto was made out of Legos. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm a little hesitant. I mean, I'm going to get it launch day, so it's kind of stupid for me to say I'm hesitant. But I'm a little hesitant because the developer, the, their last game was uh, Spy Hunter on the 3DS and PlayStation Vita. Oh, yeah, that wasn't very good. I actually kind of liked Spy Hunter. That version, really? Yeah, I like the 3DS version. Oh, okay. Well, this might be. Right I didn't play it. I just heard it was terrible. So the um, uh, it, I, it, it it wasn't terrible. It was in some ways it it was a favor we make of an arcade classic, but sometimes it's not enough for some people. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm I get that. That's totally fine. I was looking at the Wikipedia page for this game earlier, and it says the main character's name is Harold Poopydoo. <laughs> No, it's not Chase McCain. Okay, I was going to say, that can't be right. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It says, players play as an undercover cop named Harold Poopydoo. And I was like, that can't be right. Someone has tricked us. (laughs) Some eight-year-old is like, I am going to ruin this podcast (laughs) on the adult Nintendo website. (laughs) There's no way that's right. So, yeah, there's that. Well, it's Wikipedia, so never trust them. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I get for just looking at this. I was gonna double check somewhere else. I was like, no, I won't because I'd rather just read, read the name Harold Poopy Doo. <laughs> because the oh next sentence starts with Chase, so there you go. It's Chase yeah. McCain. 
Uh, the interesting part during the latest Nintendo Direct, they, uh, I don't know if it was for America too, they announced for uh, Europe that there were play sets where you can get codes for missions. Yeah, I saw one in the Lego store today. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. That I mean, that's kind of like bridging the gap, sort of like something Skylanders is doing. It's disguised know, got, DLC. Right, yeah, where it's, you've got purchasable, you know, real-life goods that tie into your game. So that, that's a smart move. And then I saw Shibata building one up. You what? Then Shibata, uh, Satoru Shibata, president of Nintendo of Europe, built one. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, we only speak Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Reggie is worse than Shibata, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't really get the love affair with Reggie. I think he's okay, but... Uh, I, I mean, we know Shibata since February 2012, but he has managed to be more charming within a year. <laughs> um, and then after <laughs> Lego City Undercover is just Lego Marvel Superheroes, which we don't know a whole lot about. It was just announced this week, actually. There were details for released for this week, actually. Well, a little bit, right? I mean, we know it's sort of like the Avengers plot. You play as a handful, you know, Spider-Man, Iron Man, the Hulk, those kind of characters. And yeah. Nick, Nick Fury's recruiting you. Um, to save the world. Um, so that, I guess, I guess we do know a little bit, but. Well, between those two, I'm more excited for Lego City Undercover. Same with me. Uh, I might buy both. I might lean towards the Marvel game, just because I love the, uh, Lego Batman 2 so much. I think this would be cool. I mean, if it's basically as funny and inventive as Lego Batman 2, but with Marvel characters, I mean, that's, I'll take it. Mm. But we'll see. But I mean, I'm excited for Undercover as well. I, I think I want to see more of it. And see just all the stuff you do, and I don't know. Just I like sure how you can disguise like different people and then have special abilities. Right, depending who you disguise as, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So and use your scanner uh, with the Wii U gamepad. It uh, sounds fun. Yeah, totally. Well, maybe we'll have to uh, do another segment in the future once that game's out and we've all played it. Oh yeah, definitely. Which could be next week, <laughs> or yep. it could be two months from now. Who knows? So, um, yeah, I think that will wrap up LEGO. Uh, so thanks, guys, uh, for joining me today to talk about LEGO games. Uh, do you guys no have any, any any final thoughts? Le, 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 LEGO. Le, 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 LEGO. Le, 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 LEGO. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for being here. We'll see you guys later. Le, 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 Lego. Bye. <laughs>